Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations to all the listeners of WrestleCast Radio. This is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Not only am I Ryan's favorite wrestler, but I'm also the co-host's favorite wrestler. And Ryan's not a good enough friend to name his co-host in this request for this particular video. So Ryan, you and your co-host have issues to talk about. But if you're listening to WrestleCast Radio, you're probably listening to me blather on. And I wanted to say, I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Um, 2020 is going to be a great year for AEW. I'm sure it'll be also great for WrestleCast Radio. And no matter what you do, remember that I will SC you later.
WrestleCast Radio. Ready. WrestleCast episode 146, and I just like to clear the air right now. Alex, Christopher Daniels is starting trouble, oh, I, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, first and foremost, he, he has the audacity to call me out during our intro. I don't appreciate that. So, Alex, don't listen to the Fallen Angel. Everything is good with WrestleCast Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got a pretty uh, pretty good laugh. No, that was pretty that. great. Oh, man, that, that was, was funny. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> chuckle. It's always good to hear from uh, from yeah, Christopher Daniels. That's that's amazing. Uh, uh, an amazing array of sounders we've gotten in 2019. Of course, 2020 going to be a lot bigger here. The end of a decade, Ryan, coming up here within uh, under a week. Yeah, I'm man. I'm excited. We uh, next weekend, Wrestle Kingdom, two nights. We got award season coming out. We have our decade talk oh, coming yes. out. We, oh, we got a, a few good. I mean, shows let's just be week. real. The decade contest is essentially going to be called the uh, Okada Tanahashi Awards, right? <laughs> now, let me ask you this. This is, you know, I realized one thing that we didn't add in the 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 briefer that happened since last time we did a show. Warrior Wrestling Seven happened. Yes. Um, I totally forgot we didn't add that. So if you want, we can we can talk about that too. Um, but I had a conversation last night. I started up. Uh, I, I I decided I'm gonna I, between radio and streaming, uh, video game streaming. I'm, I'm dedicating four nights a week to Strong Style Media. That's gonna be my goal going forward here. I'll get back to what I what I wanted to uh, do a little bit ago. But holidays, you know, it's just like you mm-hmm. know, look, we missed a few weeks as it was because real life. And I got into a, a uh, very heated discussion with a couple people last night while we were streaming. And I said, obviously, the MVP of this last decade was, is Kazucho Okada, hands down. You know, if you want to talk second place, you could argue a Tanahashi or a Cena, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were hellbent that there was not a bigger MVP in the last 10 years than Chris Jericho. And while I don't like disagree with the impact he's done i i could not understand how from 2011 to the end of 2019 you could literally even put him in the top five when like he he didn't he didn't move the needle half the time in the middle of it he wasn't drawing a ton of money AEW. yeah but a lot of that was was held back I would say on Jericho, especially as as he you know detailed the list for for God's sake, the celebration of friendship, the barbershop window, if you will, Owens taking out Jericho. Honestly, that should have been one of the main events of that WrestleMania. But what yeah. was it relegated to second match of the freaking card? One of the <laughs> biggest travesties. I remember we we're watching and I was devastated. I was like, this is the only consistent storyline for I don't know more than three weeks, especially during that time. And they just treated it as nothing. So you could understand why Jericho was so adamant about, like, you know what? I'm going to shock the world and show up, you know, 20 hours 
across the seas in Japan and, and make some noise for myself yep. since he knew the company that he was repping for almost 20 years at that time, you know, was just like, hey, you know, whatever. We're going to, you know, relegate it to Roman Reigns, the big dog, um, and, and see it fail <laughs> once again. And, and, and I, I 100% think I could put him in my in the top 10. I just I couldn't put him over some of those other guys. But what um, Okada has done, you know, like you said, it moved the needle. He changed how New Japan was was viewed. He made it a cultural phenomenon. Yes, it's had its niche niche market. Um, but I mean, let's be real, it's kind of blown up. Uh, you know, from when he finally beat Tanahashi yeah. to, you know, of course, uh, you know, the Kenny Omega Wrestle Kingdom matchup, you know, uh, you know, finally, you know, affirming its global grasp and, and just saying, okay, we can like professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. And Okada has been a huge proponent of that. Um, and I mean, a guy I did literally sleep on many times watching him or trying to stay awake with you at 4 a.m. screenings <laughs> of a Kazuchika Okada matches, but figuring it out way, way many years later, um, you know, but re- realizing the importance of what he's done. Yes, he takes awesomely awkward Instagram or Facebook photos or whatever account <laughs> that he has, but that just shows the earnest of what Kazuchika Okada, uh, you know, is as a human. The guy just turned 30. 31 i mean yeah, he's yeah. you know he's what randy orton you know was definitely you know about 10 12 15 years ago where you're just the specimen of an athlete a beautiful exquisite drop kick and just everything is done with precision and and okada you know has moved that needle i i think and and i agree he is probably the wrestler of the decade and you know who i would say is definitely in the top five but you know I, I'm jokingly, but not jokingly or ironically, not ironically saying, Ryan, CM Punk definitely needs to be in that conversation for what he has done, you know, uh, you know, leaving the company in 2014, fighting that company, going on a podcast, you know, essentially getting a lawsuit, being fired, and then his name still being cheered in arenas in different countries. CM Punk, CM Punk still being a part of that landscape. And, oh, yeah, the pipe bomb, you know, back in 2011. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, being, you know, uh, me being there live, witnessing probably one of the best WWE matches of the decade. Definitely one, one A, one B, possibly CM Punk, John Cena at Money in the Bank there. So definitely a lot of things there. But, you know, that's just my little uh, hot take on, on possibly a wrestler that hasn't wrestled in, in five plus years, you know, minus making an appearance in Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee VFW, um, allegedly, um, you know, it's just something that, that should be considered as well. I I think you're a hundred, I, I would take punk over Jericho. I think that's a gimme. Like what I, I mean, I didn't get into like the full details because I was, you know, gaming or streaming or whatnot, but like, yeah. I didn't bring up the fact of, okay, well, what about, because his, his reasoning was, I, when I watch wrestling, I want to be entertained. Everything Jericho touches is entertainment. He, the the response was, was, you're too smart to have the same opinion as a casual fan, and that's why I'm wrong with Okada. And I, I don't agree with that, because, well, what about the Fandango stuff? That wasn't that good. What about when he turned babyface? But he was trying um, to get him over. 
So I true, think, and, and I agree with that guy in that aspect because I think I'm I'm kind of in that you know kind of caught in the middle of both there. You know, doing this show over the years, yes, yep. my knowledge of the other product, you know, just say just non WWE product is has it in the hand. So I appreciate that a lot more. Where yeah, I was like this guy earlier. I was like, well, you don't know. You got to appreciate the drama, but realize yes, there is drama you know, in, in the other, you know, uh, companies as well. And they just do it slightly differently, whether it's comedy from DDT, whether it's like legit wrestling from Noah, whether it's death tubes, you know, in, in big <laughs> Japan, you know, or, or whatnot. So, or just literal faction on faction on faction and dragon gates um, and, and a case for new Japan as well. But, you know, just so many differences there where, yeah, I would be right behind this guy. Say Jericho. I I wouldn't say number one, but I, I I would say top five. I mean, for the match quality, eh. But for what he did for the culture, um, I don't know if. The, and I'd say podcasting is a huge focal point on on that aspect too. Yeah, that you know, for for changing the wrestling landscape. So I, I I give him a huge credit for that. Him and of course Steve Austin, but of course Jericho still being. Um, you know, a, a regular talent. And let's be real, Ryan, he is entertaining because his needle has not been moved um, in the ratings whenever his segments are on AEW televisions every Wednesday on TNT. NXT has yet to beat him. His ratings, you know, are, are some of the highest on there for his segments. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at 47, 48 years old, the guy still has it. He There's a legitimate case for putting him on, the, on that GOAT that Rushmore, you know, when it's all said down down the line, but give us 10 years on that. But for now, he's definitely in the talk. Yeah, I and, and I'm cool. Like like I said, I, I 100% agree with all those points of him. You know, if you want to go top five, I, I'd have to look at things, but I don't know if I could disagree with it. Um, top 10 for sure. I just, I, I guess. Do you like have Cena? I, Cena's over I, Jericho, right? Yeah, Cena, Tanahashi are both over him. There's no question about that. Um, well, the two races. Yeah, I just like I I can't forget of like from like May of 2012 until September of 2016, right before that the whole list of the and the Owens thing started. He didn't do anything that great. The this when he was a when he turned babyface on Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero reinstated him, and then they feuded, and then he went and feuded with Wade Barrett and like. That stuff, like it wasn't all well, young stars me. you mentioned at the time, by the way. True, and I'm not discrediting that, but that's that's <laughs> no different than you know some of these other guys doing the same thing, like that. I mean, Okada I, is is god of wrestling. Let's be real, especially in Japan. But but that guy teaming with Yoshihashi, he's not getting that guy over. No, Jericho just, at least was getting some of these guys over. But but if you go and you take four and a half years out of stuff that wasn't incredibly relevant. And then yeah. you look at the last two and a half years where there's maybe been 10 matches total and half the time it's, it's eight months of inactivity. I think the body of work makes him no questions asked top 10, arguably, like you said, top five, but I can't go higher than that because of the, like, I have to look at 10 years in a whole spectrum and I can't take over half of it out. Like, that's the hard part about Punk. Yeah. Like, I, I think CM Punk was so impactful. If, if Punk's whole thing wasn't just four years, oh, my God. He'd be, he would be ahead of Cena and Tanahashi. He would be there with Okada. Look at, look at 
I'll say this. You could almost argue 2016 till now what Kento Miyahara has done to to bring all Japan back from, from mm-hmm. the burial grounds. You know, why doesn't he get love? Um, you know, so that's that's just what I meant. And that's where I was trying to, like, that's where my argument got last night because I'm like, you're not everything you're saying to me. And and I think my ultimate, my ultimate thing was, you're giving me your opinion. You're not proving a fact that he's your, the yeah. MVP. Like that was where the hard. Well, if you part haven't came noticed, in. Ryan, that's what this country is becoming the last two years. <laughs> <clears throat> Three, four, five. But I mean, it was a it was a Decade. cool art. Like it was a cool discussion. Like it was like I had fun with it. Like it, it wasn't like I was upset about it because, like I said, I was I was backing Jericho. Like I'm, you're right. No, totally. But it was just like man, it's just it it goes back to. Once again, when he said, you know, it's not about wrestling, it's about being entertained. And I went, man, the WWE has got people so brainwashed with how things need to be, where I'm not discrediting Jericho, but you're telling me the MVP is not based, shouldn't be based partially off of wrestling and drawing power. I was like, well, Mm -hmm. if you're starting a company, why would your your MVP not be the guy who makes you the most money? Said, because it's not about money said, well, why are you being a wrestling promoter if you don't want to make money? That's the whole point of doing it. It's like going to work and not making money. He's like, you're not understanding. It's about the entertainment. I'm like, you're now you're going so far away from the spectrum. Well, the entertainment you're spending money on by your cable bill, your streaming service fees, you know, all that other crazy stuff. So, I mean, yep. in a way, yeah, it's kind of kind of both there. I mean, it's, it's continue with the rest, and, and I'll bring how, how crazy – that you started the show off this way, but continue with the rest yeah, of the Jericho but, chats. But I mean, ultimately, like, like that was kind of where it, where it toppered off, and then we kind of just, you know, we're, we're casually just talking after that. But it's just, yeah, it's if you look at that conversation that that I just said I had to you compared to how it was when the punk pipe bomb happened, like the spectrum has mm-hmm. changed so much because of one company who's. But the first wall was officially thing. broken. Is that when Kayfabe it, died? Yeah, we know it died <laughs> years prior. But is that when it, the legit, the IWC, IWC again? Yes, I know it's been there for a decade prior to that. But when it really just kind of broke, the Smarks kind of were, were available to, to show themselves and break yeah. free? Well, was the it worst that? Part is the, I think the pipe bomb was. And then the WWE tried to embrace it, and they failed. And it hurt them. Comic-Con. Like that's something we never fully have ever talked about. And I've never actually thought about WWE trying to be ahead of the curve. Like congratulations to all elite wrestling for winning the ratings war week one. Yeah. You were trying to get ahead of the media that was going to yep. bash you and laugh at you for trying to do what you did. And yep. they tried to get ahead of it. And then they changed the crowd to the universe. And then they started telling us we're in charge. And they, <laughs> I think the pipe bomb was the down, the best thing that happened to that company. Like that's, that's one of my moments of the decade. If you look, if you look at WWE, oh, totally. there's probably two giant moments that define that decade, the CM Punk thing and the Daniel Bryan, where the crowd made them change uh, the WrestleMania main event because yep. they knew what was going to happen. Take that. Blue like, Tista. Those, those are the yeah, poor blue Tista. And that was that was like the you know two huge things, but then they tried to embrace into all this instead of mm-hmm. just letting the letting the fans have their moment that they finally won. They were like, "It's you," and then it just turned to hell. <laughs> it turned <laughs> into uh, two thousand three. 
I mean, I mean, Rod, and, Rod had even cracked two million on Monday. I understand it was taped and it was the the, the Christmas Eve show, but man, it didn't even get to two mil. No. It, no, it no, had it about what my rating of TLC was. My average match rating for uh, TLC is a one point eight six. Um, it, it very well might be a repeat of last year, where last year two of our five worst matches of the year were from TLC, and it won worst pay per view. And dear God, looking at these, this show was saved because I had a three three and three quarters match on the show. Did you get rid of man. that? I mean, it was like oof, but. Yeah, no. What? Where were where were you you going here as we? So we it's funny. The, uh, the, the, the first thing I I text you after you were like, hey, we're gonna do the show. I was like, hey, I'm gonna get you to rant early. So it's funny that you say that is because I was going to read you these names: Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, The Miz, Sheamus. And the man, Becky Lynch, which I think the man has only been coined uh, maybe a little over a year by now, but Becky Lynch, uh, this is WWE's list, their uh, list of the top superstar in the WWE universe in the last decade. Yes, Ryan, Sheamus, Daniel Bryan, your two alter egos. Um, or I should say alter looks, uh, you know, ha- have made the list here. Um, watch out, ladies. But uh, I wanted to see what you – what are your thoughts on, on this? Kofi Kingston, love, respect. Apparently, he re- he got the, uh, the WWE moment of the year by winning the championship at Kofi Mania, you know, the, defeating the only David good moment there. of the year. The only uh, good moment of the year. So, so he, he wins that. I, I would say he was primarily known, you know, bes- before that, you know, intercontinental champion, tag team champion with, you know, an Evan Bohr and a CM Punk, you know, if you will. But his Royal Rumble spots, you know, or if he was in a cage match or a ladder match, his acrobatics, you know, aspect, you know, that, that was kind of Kofi Kingston. He was always that mm-hmm. mid-card guy because of what Randy Orton did to him, you know, the year prior on that Monday stupid. Night Raw. Stupid, stupid. Right so, in front of us. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Kofi Kingston, I mean, I'm okay, okay. with Kofi. I'm okay under, with under ten. Okay. If you look at the entire list, he's probably the only guy that's been active for the entire time too. That's and true. And every that's time true. you see him, he's got a title. <laughs> Sheamus, The Miz. I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? I mean, superstars indeed, but Becky Lynch. No, look, over, like over I don't mean to, don't mean over to crap on Becky Lynch like I have, but for for a couple of years there, she did she was jobbing in eight ways at WrestleMania. She was in the pre-show battle royal. She would be booked on main event. She like this goes on my proof that WWE cannot make stars. I've said that to you. You look at Hulk Hogan, they, they, they took him from Ganya. Steve Austin, they wanted to call Ice Fang. Rock, the Rock, they wanted to be the pretty boy Rocky Miami uh, Golden Child. Like, CM Punk, they, they didn't even want on their show. Like, they don't know how to make stars. It's a, it's a yeah. proven fact. John Cena made himself. You know, they, they don't know how to. Look, look, look him and Orton were, were worthless until they got a chance to just do mm-hmm. something. Becky Lynch, God help me, I'm not trying to, to bash her, 
But Broken nose made, and made, concussion. Yeah, Nia Jax made her a star, not the WWE. Yeah. They tried to make her a heel, and it failed. She's the exact same thing they tried to do with The Rock, and the crowd changed it. And that's mm-hmm. why she got big. And I'm not, I'm not, and I, kudos to her for running with it. She's done, oh, she's totally. done as good of a job as she could have, you know, have done. But I mean, this company doesn't know how to make stars. They, they, they have this guy on SmackDown who everybody praises is the best thing this company's ever had. And then they have him come out and, and start waving and, and laughing with fans and, and getting cheered. Um, even though he's supposed to be somebody who's going to like kidnap your children and like he kill people. Like, <laughs> why are you having people like, like the crowd's laughing at him. Like, yeah. why do you want that to happen to your guy? Like this company doesn't know how to make stars and do things. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it was, it's, it's bad. And, you're and, right. and, and the only wrestler they have, I would say that that's considered a wrestler of the year from Based out of uh, you know Stanford, Connecticut, isn't even on Monday or Friday in, in my on my list anyways. He's he's on Wednesday nights and usually performs on a Saturday pay per view every couple of months. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the uh, two hundred plus day champion they have down there? Uh, possibly the guy I didn't get. So when we do the awards, I can't wait for you to have that ah, uh, whole clip. Yes. Whole clip, uh, you know, kind of arranged there. Um. It's just like here's here's a guy that you could have easily made money with, and somehow through the horrendous booking that has happened with his mini stables and his feud right now and things like that, somehow Rusev is still over, and they don't know how to use him. The guy hasn't won on a pay-per-view I read since 2016, Ryan. Even though technically <laughs> that was dropped. On uh, Survivor Series, I guess, because he was on a Hogan's team. I have no idea. Um, but apparently, again, has not didn't win on a oh, pay per view for over three years, and the guy got himself over because he had an English operatic sing him into the ring, and because of Rusev Day, and oh yeah, because he can work and he has a crazy ass good personality that gets over. Look, look at um. Look at the guy they push more than anybody is a proven guy who tanked their ratings to the point they made fun of him on live television for rooting Monday Night Raw, yet every waking moment it's nothing but Baron Corbin. You told us that he was the worst rated segment you've ever had on your television when you had Shane, Triple H, Stephanie, and Seth Rollins burying him in front of the, the, the entire crowd and on television. And he's your number one thing you use. This company yeah. doesn't know what they're doing. Oh my gosh. It's like no other why the NXT people. talent says they will retire before going to the main roster. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. She should be good I, though. I should, no, no, you know, she's gonna win the rumble and then job to Becky Lynch and be exactly what Oscar was before the Kabuki Warriors. Vince is gonna go, I told you she wasn't shit. And then he, she's going to job out to Becky at Mania after she wins the Rumble. Who would you rather have? Oh, no, they, they can't do that. The opposite it's going to happen there. It I'm just makes call, more calling sense. This, calling this right now. Shayna Baszler wins the Rumble, loses to Becky. Roman Reigns wins the Rumble and closes Mania, beating The Fiend. 
You mean Cain Velasquez makes uh, Brock Lesnar uh, win again in in four seconds? This WrestleMania might really suck. It's going to be 10 hours, man. In Tampa, 10 hours long is the rumored match card. Because they're going to incorporate NXT and NXT UK on it. Oh, God. Oh, Dios. If I have to watch Spring Break for WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) You know they're going to be in the 76-man battle royal. They're going to get a World War Three ring. Just, just so, and then they'll have Mansoor win again. And then he'll oh cut God. a promo. And like, oh, we're not. It's not That's a throwback no one knows about. Um, <laughs> my God. No, I, I, I think the best thing that can happen is what they're going to do is they're going to end the women's championship as a no contest because then it's going to finally set up uh, oh, no. for on four. That's how it's going to happen. Rousey oh, comes no. back. Then they all come down, and then the lights go out. And then it's Vince McMahon laughing maniacally on the Titan Tron and just giving everybody the finger. It's, it's, you're probably right, because this company can't have anybody win a match. Explain to me. No. Explain to me, what was the point of having Finn Balor win a three-way and then not having Adam Cole just beat him? Why can't your champion just beat somebody? Why why does Johnny Gargano have to come out and cost Finn Balor the match? Why can't just by looking at him? Yeah. Just looked at him. By by the way, the same person I had the Jericho discussion with, I was talking about that last night. Well, you're you gotta protect Finn Balor. I said, Why do you have to protect everybody? It's your champion. Why can't he just beat him? Well, because you gotta they're gonna save Finn Balor for later with him. Okay, fine, then have Keith Lee win the match and have Keith Lee fight a valiant fight and then lose to Adam Cole. Well, you can't have Keith Lee win. I said, why can't you do that? Well, because they're protecting him for later. They said, why the hell did you do a three-way? They just don't even have a match. If, it's, if, if you can't have anyone just win because you have to protect everybody, then what's the point of you having a company? What's the, yeah, exactly. You've got to have a redemption story for somebody, right? I mean, didn't they right. do that in AEW with Kenny Omega? Yeah, it lasted about three weeks. But <laughs> hey, at least it kind of worked for a minute. Well, like, like, if that's the case, then why did they have Adam Cole wrestle Raul Mendoza um, uh, to open NXT? Or why, why don't you why don't you just have Adam Cole defend the title and you can bring back No Way Jose? Because it, it's no, there's God. no redeeming that guy. No, like why just like why can't he just beat Finn Balor, the the, the champion for over 200 days, who's who you just had beat Rollins and Daniel Bryan, cannot beat Finn Balor. Who's been buried all over the main roster and just and they and sent back to NXT, and and his response was, well, he wanted to go back to NXT. I said, no, he didn't. He's taking a pay cut because he's getting less dates. He didn't want to go back down there. Oh, really? No, you're losing money. <laughs> well, 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 they did it because he was going to leave the company. He wasn't going to leave. He's got a contract. Contract. The last yeah, guy who totally. tried to leave Luke Harper, they made him work another year. Like, don't talk about something that you don't know what you're talking about when it doesn't make sense. Like, this company just brainwashes people to think it's okay. <laughs> God bless them. You, look, you got your rant, bro, because I'm heated. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Just beat somebody. Just have a freaking finish. Why can't you just beat somebody? God, Chapa can't lose. He's got to be protected. He was out for months. 
Black and Buddy Murphy had a one-upsmanship match that had a fantastic finish with Aleister Black beating Buddy Murphy, and they still. And then he came back the next night and knocked yep. the guy out in one less move than Black did to show him up. Going, I still have your number. Why can't you have have Keith Lee wrestle? Um, why can't you have Keith Lee wrestle Adam Cole? You have mm-hmm. Cole beat Keith Lee, and Lee comes out and, and claps the next week and goes, Adam Cole, I understand why you're the champion. I, I finally worked my way to get a shot, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to get back there, and I'm going to be better, and next time you see me, I'm going to be ready for that, and you're not going to pull that on me, and I will be the next NXT champion. The crowd will love that. There's your redemption. It doesn't matter about him losing. <laughs> it's just it's stupid. And now he, guess what? He's tag teaming with the Leo Rush, the guy who was in a doghouse for a majority of this year. And then they're like, hey, hey we're going to get you with the, the guy who, you know, we just kind of gave a rub with Roman Reigns, if, you know, last month. So it's just like, and then now we're just going to put him in this Dusty Rhodes classic, have you guys win, and then just do nothing with you. While Apollo Crews sadly looks on from afar with a tear streaming down his cheek. Yeah. Meanwhile, they, they, they're they too scared to have Keith Lee take a clean pin to Adam Cole, but they'll probably have him losing the Dusty to the Forgotten Sons. Oh, yuck. No, they're, they're, they're definitely the favorites going in. Um, oh, God, Keith Lee, that, that would be so good. Um, God, that, that that's the thing, though. It just seems like there's so many, you know, they, they threw everybody as a contender at once. Where, yeah, I get injuries happen, you know, so you kind of have to meld a bunch of storylines together. But, yeah, they just kind of book themselves in a corner, as they say. Ring Ring of Honor was so good for so many years to the point WWE started stealing every single person that worked for that company. And every show, Mm -hmm. for the most part, Ring of Honor had a winner and a loser. And the guy who lost took a step back and worked his way back up. And the guy who won went on to the next set to try to get a title shot. And every one of those guys came out as stars and nobody got hurt when you, when they had him take a pin. There's nothing in wrestling. Somebody has to lose. Did Ricky, oh, totally. I, I said, this was, this was one of my arguments too. I said, did Ricky Steamboat lose anything losing to Ric Flair? Well, that's different. How is that different? <laughs> it's not. Did, How did is Kenny Omega wow. lose anything by losing to Okada? No. He came back, and it was one of the best feuds of the year. And then he mm-hmm. got his victory back at the G1. Yeah, Okada lost, what, twice to Tanahashi at the Dome before he finally yes. won? And then he had the greatest title run you could argue in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. God, the Rock losing shot. to Austin twice before finally yeah. getting that win. Again, redemption. Yeah, Speaking Rock of redemption. Beat him. And he, he beat him because like Austin was like, I'm putting you over this time, kid. Oh, I that, and he almost died. Like yeah. 12 hours before. <laughs> so, I, I had mean, about there was that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's back on track. Um. Where so I'm going to read you this quote here. I'm, I'm going to read you this quote. It's a little long, but I, I want to hear your take on this. But since it was kind of one of the big stories of 2019, um, especially after how we saw the progression of the, you know this this country with wrestling over the last couple of years. Alrighty, people miss 
misunderstood of what we were trying to accomplish over in the UK because of small thinking or short-sightedness. Yes, some of these indies are going to go away. The ones oh, that are no. going to go away are the ones who are paying you 25 bucks when they promise you 75 bucks. The ones that have a ring that didn't hold up. Ugh. The ones that didn't have medical there. Oh. The ones that didn't care about you. They were just booking you because they were hoping to sell some tickets and you had a little bit of buzz. So they were hoping to sell some tickets and they can care less what you do when you do it. We wanted to work with the ones who were cultivating talent, the ones that were encouraging, encouraging them to become better, working with them on promos or giving them guidance, right or wrong, on their matches. That had equipment that was functioning, that had medical care if you were injured, that at least didn't have you waiting 45 minutes for an ambulance or trying to figure out if they were going to call you an Uber. Ah, Triple H on uh, essentially kind of uh, the UK uh, wrestling independent scene and, uh, you know, kind of his thoughts on you know, <coughs> why essentially progress is kind of shutting down and, and them cultivating, uh, you know, the, the or taking the talent that other promotions were cultivating as we are seeing, uh, you know, on a weekly basis, it seems like over the last couple of months of all this talent. What are your thoughts on, of course, again, the, the, uh, the British independent wrestling scene kind of uh, being yanked <laughs> Um, from from Triple H and and uh, you know the the boys down in Connecticut. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this current statement? I I want to say I'm so glad that you read that because when we were talking the pipe bomb thing, um and and how I how I said man I never realized that them trying to be ahead of the curve and embrace everything and yeah we're gonna be part of the IWC ourselves type thing. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to say it's just like how on Corey Graves' podcast today, Triple H talked about the UK, and I <laughs> forgot to say it. So I'm so glad you said it. It's, it's, it's like, look, man, you could say whatever you want, Trips. Like, I'm not mad at you. You guys are trying to make your money, and you're getting it, and that's fine. But there's a reason why none of these Japanese companies will sell to you because they're not going to let you roll over them and make awful business proposals and do exactly what you did to the UK scene. It's, it's not good. And you guys, you guys are just, they're not going to let you ruin it again. It's stupid. I don't care what their excuse is. Uh, it's just like, I understand what he's like. He, you know, you're trying to make it sound like you're not doing it, but this is no different than what Vince did to the territory. Just own in the it. 70s and 80s. Yeah, totally. exactly. There you go. You said it. Vince in, just in owned it, words. you know, kind of in the in, in the long run. He's like, yeah, I wanted to buy you out because I wanted to be the, the, the only thing people watched. I wanted all the money that, the, you know, that the, that the four sides of that ring can can hold. I want it all. And, you know, yeah, I I agree. Like you like what you're saying, just just kind of own what you're doing, because it is essentially what they did over there. They just plucked every little thing. And I'm glad you brought up Japan because that's, you know, kind of coming out over the last couple of months. That's what they were doing. You know, it's it's just so scary. The gaslighting that appears that Vince and company, we don't even know if, he, if he's even, you know, doing anything anymore, it sounds like. But, uh, wow, just it, it's crazy how the landscape is. They're, they're still trying to take it over while us fans, us marks are trying to steer it 
in another direction, but yet we all fight Ryan. Why mm-hmm. is that? Well, yet, you know, Wednesday night's like, this is better. This is better. And usually I'm, I'm all about, you know, for that. But my whole thing is just enjoy both. They're quality wrestling programming. And, That's hey, just say says. hooray. Hooray. Cody said that it's, it's toxic, the hate between, uh, between the two fans. It's like, why can't you just enjoy wrestling? Yeah. Support who you want to support. Like, support us. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting, man. It's tough. Like, it's tough. I don't get it. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. It It's just, I I think you said it a hundred percent the best. Just own it. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't try to explain why everything is okay as to why you did it. Just own it. Just own it, man. This is what you guys are doing. This is what you're trying to do. Um, I don't know. Alex, you, did did you get Larry? Did did they did Stanford get a hold of you? I think Alex got uh got Stanford kicked out here. Um, Triple H was not happy. He read that quote on air and sued him um, into the next dimension, a la Thanos. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I guess we can stick with ranting and talking about just kind of the the ups and downs that have been in wrestling the last couple weeks. WWE TLC was definitely a pay-per-view that once again, you can tell it's the end of the year. (coughs) Excuse me. You can tell creative is burnt out. You can tell they're just kind of over it. And they just throw things on these shows. And like I said, they've done this. They were here three years ago. um, In 2017. And it was, it was the same thing. It was, mind you, they did have people get sick and it, it changed everything. But I mean, the, the booking then when we had the, 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 um, the pumpkin, you can call him the pumpkin baller. <laughs> With, just got uh, marked. Oh, we're talking yeah. about Finn Balor still. Um, <laughs> if, if his shoulder didn't get hurt after he was the inaugural universal champion, say he had Whoa. no injury. He held that title probably six, seven, eight months down the line, and he had a successful turn. Hold the whole tra- trajectory of the Balor character, the Demon character. Say he was a three-time Universal Champion by then. Do you think he then could have a possible endorsement for Wrestler of the Decade, from what he did with New Japan to this said, you know, possible run? the big what ifs, if you will, if his talent wasn't hindered because of the injury bug that he was kind of labeled with after that first win at SummerSlam. Maybe that's not a bad take. Uh, that's not a bad take at all. Cause his junior run, I mean, if, if he had not had such a successful junior run as Prince Devitt and ended up getting a shot at Okada as champion, Mm-hmm. We would have, we might have never seen guys like Styles and Omega go to that level when they took over Bullet Club. So I think he changed the landscape of a lot of that too. Yeah, I don't think he gets and no, yeah, credit for he that. made Bullet Club. Dirt, you know, like that, that's the <laughs> other thing. He he, you know, main or started with with Machine Gun Anderson there. Um, yeah. You know, just a popular, 
faction branding, if you will. I mean, <laughs> it, it made people, you know, that should be going into hot topics go into hot topics. Like, yeah, I used to shop there in high school, sure, for like a, a Weezer or the Strokes t-shirt <laughs> every now and then, or a cool vintage Smiths shirt. But I'm 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 in my thirties, like going like, hey y'all, I'm looking for a Japanese wrestling shirt, and you know, it, there was a lot of people my age or or older, like yourself. So it's just it, it's crazy how you know it was like a thing. Every time I would go into the cities, I'm like, oh, I gotta find a hot topic for some wrestling t-shirts. But you know, the Bullet Club, Balor, you know, his you know baby of that. You know the the faction there is is a huge proponent of the wrestling culture. You know it's still evolving, yeah. and I'd say it's not as strong of a group. But damn, it's 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 pretty close with its uh, this incarnation of it currently going into the new decade. Yeah, it. I like that. That was a good. That was a good uh, transition getting uh, back from the Triple H high knee for reading his quote on the air to come in with that. And we shot. share the that same birthday, good. Paul. Yeah. Come on, the same birthday. <laughs> So <clears throat> obviously we're gonna we gotta quickly touch TLC over. I gotta just I, there's a couple things I want to say on that. Um, I got some in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, it's, which this one was we thought it was it was so bad the first time they decided to do it again and make it worse. Um, <laughs> I I want to talk about my scare with AEW that we kind of chatted about on the phone. Mm-hmm. I I really want to know what the hell all Japan's doing. Um, I got some booking issues with that. Warrior Wrestling Seven, I, I, I may have a mixed different take than you on the show, so I'm really intrigued to talk about it. Um, I do want to bring up Noah, how of all freaking people, the biggest like scuzzy guy, like this guy's like Dragon Gate Cosmos Sekimoto scuzzy, Nosawa wrong guy, is booking Noah, and it's really good, and it blows mm-hmm. my mind. I just watched the. Uh, the uh, Congo produce show that uh, Kano, uh, uh, Imamura, and uh, uh, Kitamiya, uh, Masakiya produced with, uh, we saw Hale and Neo, who was uh, Yuka, Yuki Sato and High 69, are now um, a tag team and they're with Congo. So it's all five of them now in a giant stable, which was awesome. Uh, like, there's a lot of good things. I mean, Kido Kaido Kiyomiya feud of the year easily. They they, mm. I mean this is this is one of the best feuds going in a long time. And, and you know with the whole end one and they had their big match with the Noah the Best show. Which like the more and more I go over it and talk to people that Noah the Best show that happened in the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. I really want you to take time to watch it. This show like might be creeping into show of the year conversation. Whoa! Watching like I rewatched some of the stuff and I was like, my God, this show was really good. So Noah's going in the right spot, and obviously we have to devote some time to Dragon Gate, which is oh god, that, that's what like, the show should be centered about. Really, um, <laughs> talking about marks a little earlier, I'm I'm a huge oh mark god. for Dragon I, Gate I, now. I think the the uh, best thing going into 2020, I'd say, oh with uh, the most steam, because whoo, they they definitely know how to end uh, with a couple of shows here. Also, breaking news here on Noah. Uh-oh. Doug Williams coming out of retirement, taking on Michael Elgin sometime what? in 2020 here, 20-year anniversary here for Noah. 
Wow, Ryan, why didn't you tell me this happened? And how was Elgin at that show in November you were just talking about? Elgin and Sugera was pretty good. I think it went four on it. It was it was fun. Takashi Sugera, man, he's like Masaki Mochizuki, where he's like the 50-year-old okay. who goes out there and beats the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and you're like, this guy just ages with power. <laughs> it's like, awesome. dude, I, I want to know what's in the water, because these Japanese guys are like... I mean, you want to talk one of the top five tag teams of the year. They're both about mm-hmm. to crack 50 violent giants. Like yeah. Ishikawa and Suwama, everything they do, whether it's, whether it's fast or slow or you know, slow methodical or just the way that they work their spots in and the way that they just do everything. Like every time they're, they're <laughs> out there, their matches are fantastic. And you're like, mm-hmm. those dudes did nothing. And I loved it. Like they didn't do anything in that match. And I was like, oh my God, four and a quarter. <laughs> just Suwama breathing in the corner as he just murdered someone's shoulder. Yeah. He's just like, oh god. He's just like, all right. Um, uh, John Carroll, who pops up in our in our Twitter feed uh, times, he runs uh, Wrestling with Mikaze, and they did a. It was everything basically not um, BDT or New Japan, uh, like a year end review show. So all Japan, Noah Dragon Gate. Big Japan Zero One Wrestle One things like that, mm-hmm. and they ran their they kind of did their awards him and the, the two guest hosts, and like Suwama was in people's like top three top five and I and I went back wow. and I'm like my God, his match with Jake Lee um and the tournament was really good his match yeah he had a really good carnival uh back in February his match with Kento Miyahara was really good all of his tag mm-hmm. stuff I was like damn. Swab was like 48, and he's still going out there and banging. You know what I mean? Like I never would have guessed he was 48, but by God, I wish I – if I look like that, which let's be real, probably will will happen, at least I hope to have the uh, the stamina um, and strength of, of one Suwama magic, if you will. I Dude, if you dyed your hair blonde, holy shit, you could be Suwama. Man, if you, you saw, are – If you only high. saw me in high school, man, that, that did happen. Um, sadly, but Maybe all evidence has been burned. Yeah, or excuse, he's forty-three. Excuse me. I, oh, I, I was yeah, he's born in nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> That's a huge difference, forty-three and forty-eight, which is That's crazy. Five years. Yeah, but I mean, just think the body from of a forty-three to a forty-eight man. If Let's I was see. Suwama, I'd be pissed at you. Yeah, Shuji Shikawa is forty-four. So I mean, these guys are no spring chickens. No, I gosh, mean, no. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I I said closer to fifty. But I okay. Let me let me let me let me let me let me validate Sugera, uh, Takashi Sugera. Um, Takashi Sugera was born May thirty first of nineteen seventy. Hmm. So he is forty nine years old. Um, if wow. this picture would load, um, I'm going to text you a picture of him, um, from earlier this year, Alex, and uh. And when we talk about the body types, once again, this man is 49 years old. Um, and the picture is loading as we speak. Um, I'm getting the little spinny thing. Wait, AJ Styles wasn't on this TLC pay-per-view at all? No. I, I didn't Yikes. even realize it. Um, doesn't want to load. But you, you got a picture coming to you anyway of uh, Takashi Segura. Oh, there we go. It finally hits you. Um, Six, nine? Again, this guy is uh, this guy's forty nine years old, and uh, 
he looks like that. Whoa! So. <laughs> he looks like if Ben K did that aging app, that yeah. would be this guy. <laughs> that's that's the guy who wrestled wow. Hogan. Wow. Yeah. Seriously, that, that's Ben K. How is that not him? <laughs> it's like he's that's... moonlighting for Noah. He's like, hey, put me in the Mrs. Godfire makeup, and then I'm going to go wrestle Noah. Legit. He um, he was the one who beat Kano for the title and then dropped it to Kaido Kiyomiya. He had a like a 10, 11-month reign just last year. I mean, this dude, he's in there. What's that woman icon on your phone? Um, woman icon. She's like running. There's a woman icon. Yeah, next to your time on your top left. Um. Oh, that's Sydney in his Paw Patrol outfit. What? <laughs> so, uh, uh, back to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I want to go over. So, anyway, those are all things we kind of got to get to in hour number two. Is we didn't cover anything that we were going to talk about. Um, is that's how. Uh, bad we are at getting sidetracked um, Slight preview for everybody uh, For the 2019 awards I have to remove one From this list and two from this next list And I'm really stuck on these So I want to get your input And uh, I want to add it to the list um, These okay. are in the worst of categories So little little light humor here with this one um, The worst angle or moment of 2019 I need to remove one Here are my six nominees that I have uh, Walter first out at Survivor Series. That's a keeper. Um, cooling off Becky, putting her with Seth Rollins. Ooh, okay. That's a maybe. Um, all of the All Japan, Big Japan Zero One shows with Daichi Hashimoto screaming. <laughs> That's a keeper. Uh, especially the, the Kohei Sato title win yeah. at the Big Japan Ryu Gokutan show where he... Kyle, Kohei, uh, Kohei Sato is literally like working his leg over, and Hashimoto's not even moving. He's just laying there going, ah! ah! Wow. He's not even selling. He's just laying there screaming like he's having night terrors. I was like, God, can I have my life back? <laughs> um, Baron Corbin ending Angle's career. Ooh. Um, the Rusev Lana Lashley love triangle. And lastly, Charlotte added to Becky versus Ronda. Those are my six. Ooh, I need wow. <laughs> I was going to say uh, that that's got to stay. Take out the, the Corbin thing. Because sadly, it didn't mean as much. It was going to be <laughs> as what we could have, you know, gotten the best out of Kurt Angle on there. And let's be real. He's the only thing that's a legit heel. Uh, I'm not even going to hashtag that, guys. Just uh, he's, he's, he's <laughs> the only legit heel they have in that company right now. That's on a Monday or Friday show, so I'd be just give it to him. So okay. just just take him off. So so what are the options to add for that there? Um, well, that actually gets me to five. So I mean, I may add. Okay. Um, okay. Now I don't go back to work till Monday, so I'm gonna have my awards and my decade stuff. So 100% the chicken uh, table yeah. spot is isn't gonna be on that list, is what you're well, saying? Now I'm I'm. I'm I'm basically going through and recataloging and grading every show with an average <laughs> um spreadsheet. Like literally, I spent like eight hours the other day on my computer with 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 Office open. Whoa! Like, and I, I'm in March or no? I'm in I'm in um I'm in 
I'm in August right now. I'm also re-going through everything I submitted on Grapple. Like I'm, I'm putting in serious work on this. Alex, nice. you're going to get like a 25-hour commitment on my awards this year. Like they're going to be top-notch, tight shit. I'm promising hey, you that. To be fair, I, I also, um, usually a, a known procrastinator, have, have actually also worked on on the awards as well. Yeah, we're gonna have one, two, stuff. three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> nine categories filled so far. Look at Alex. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait for that show. Um, and then this one, I have to get rid of two. Now, these are a little bit of an awe for a couple of them because it's biggest disappointment. And some of them truly were disappointments to me, and that's why I have them on here. Um, I mm-hmm. have to eliminate two. Okay? Ring of Honor. That's That, that wins, right? <laughs> um, I have AJ Kenta and Marafuji all not what I'm used to. I realized this year that they're just not the I'm going to put on match of the night that they used to be, and I, I need to realize it and it's it was hard to do because i'm like why is aj not good i and i don't mean that as he's not good but like why is like oh aj's coming out and i'm just like oh or oh it's kenta oh or oh my god mira fuji's on the show and i'm like oh like it sucks but you know i was hot take hot take um i uh Love Mar Mar Fuji, um, just be, from the uh, the second time I've seen him in 2019, um, oh, yeah. with the match against the Stalker. Uh, I th- I thought he worked that <laughs> angle better than anyone. Um, and and I would say uh, AJ, yeah, I I get. But who was the second person you said? Kenta. Kenta. Um, I thought he ruled the school. He showed uh, Kota Ibushi eventual G1 climax whenever that first night in Dallas, boy, he was not taking anything from him, making that golden star's ankle burst <laughs> like a light in a, you know, uh, in, in the universe there. So um, I, I love what Kent has been doing. Hell, his, his stint with the cameraman, um, camera person in New Japan is great. Him and his love of the Bunny of Bullet Club is wonderful. Yes, that goes for you too, Ishii. Um, but no, uh, Kenta, I think, has been doing a hell of a job. Go to sleep club, he indeed. He, he's been, and, and like I said after, you know, a, a couple months ago when I said, you know what, I just need to sit back and take him and Okada, come on. And, well, and that's the thing. is like I've, when, when I've actually stopped and just said, I need to embrace what he is now and still enjoy him because he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. I've liked him again. Like, I like him. Like, I've always liked him, but I, I'm enjoying him again. It's just, that was a big disappointment for me with, like, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, this guy. So, that's why I, I tried to talk you down the ledge. I think I got you, you down for a second, but you're like, nope. No, you, you helped me come back, and I'm glad you did, because I'm so excited for him and Goto. And I'll be so mm-hmm. excited if in the eight-man, and this is a spoiler from our Wrestle Kingdom preview next week, I have a feeling that the eight-man's going to end uh, night one with Goto getting hurt and Shibata is going to step in for night two. I hope so. That's, that's my that's my call. Um, WWE ending the UK scene for the most part. That's on my list yeah. here. Um, Daichi Hashimoto's 2019 run ending as the Big Japan Strong Champion. Oh my God! I he's another guy that just like like you with Rollins or whatever. I'm like, no, no, this guy's going to be the man. I promise. And is then he I'm the like, <laughs> no, he's the one who screams the whole time. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that and guy, like, I know. Yeah, and I was like, man, he's going to be the shit, I promise. And I'm like, all right, fine, you guys win. He sucks. He's trash. <laughs> Never mind. Um, all Japan not able to make a second star. That's what's yeah. holding him back. 
And I brought that, that might, up the last show. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. That might be my number two um, behind my number one, which I'll get to in a second. Um, American Indies dying. I think that's a big disappointment for me. Um, what do you mean? Well, like, outside of Chicago, they're they're thriving. <laughs> oh, I mean, besides Chicago, they're not thriving. Every, well, let me ask you this: for for every year, it's always like, a, oh my God, who's going to be at the WrestleMania shows? Who's your who's your big indie guy you bring into the WrestleMania shows? There really isn't one. Yeah, because BCO signed, and he's <laughs> champ. Uh, that was always the thing, like, oh my Ken god, Shamrock. I can't, like, Ken Shamrock. There's your answer. You're independent. I, there we go. Steve, glad you were here to help me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just like with Kenta, man, you're always there for me. Um, <laughs> WWE ruining Walter, their use of Kushida, etc. Man, that um, hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, because you sucks, didn't like man. their Mania match. You did not like their their takeover, wherever the hell they were. Um, I didn't hate it, but I was I was disappointed because I was like, this is. They were trying I too hard Walter. in the, in the like, middle. Yeah, you know how much of Walter I've pushed on people and watch, and five minutes into that match, I went, "This is not Walter." No, this is not him, and I can see it already. And with that, I was like, "Nope." Just like him and Joe Coffee, get the hell out of here! This <laughs> is stupid. That's actually on my worst feud, Joe Coffey. You mean Mark Coffey? Or, or Pete Dunn I had on there. Um, Just but, think of him but, like the British Kane. <laughs> he's the guy who's he's the transitional opponent for one or two shows, and then, you know, they just move on to the bigger feud. Um, but, hey, can you imagine Roderick Strong, Walter, Chop the Chop War, as it was announced, NXT, Battle of the Worlds, whatever the hell they're calling it, yeah, where Worlds are live, NXT versus NXT UK, uh, Ring Comp taking on the Undisputed Era. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah, that's going to be pretty fun. Um, and then, but, but real quick, let me finish this off so we can advance. My, this is probably going to be my, my number one spoiler, spoiler but uh, Hazuki, Kagetsu, and Kota Umeda retirements. Three of my favorite people in all of Bureau all retired yeah. in the same year. Like that sucks. So explain because we're you you broke the news uh, last night on our uh, Strong Style Media uh, group chat yeah. here. Uh, Kagetsu, I have to just actually retiring. do something else. Yeah, there's actually another thing that I saw in this too, and I'm gonna try to find this here while we're. Um, and also, guys, while, while Ryan's finding that, I want Ryan to explain this, too. Breaking news as well, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan Wrestling, um, they, they announced at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 next weekend oh. that Stardom's oh. going to have a match. Um, I, I told, yeah, so that that goes with the whole thing of don't steal talent from other companies like they did by taking Julia from Ice Ribbon because Manami Toyota is one of the most respected women in the history of Joshi. And they're all friends together. And everybody's saying really? it's karma that Hazuki retired and now Kagetsu's retiring. And, and she's running her own produce retirement show that she's running herself a month after her stardom retirement that doesn't involve stardom for the most part. These are This is karma coming back, man. You don't you know, this is like if if um, 
you know, Kenta Kobashi was running a company and somebody started stealing his upstarts. And now mm-hmm. they're using Julia in the tag match um, at Wrestle Kingdom. Like, I'm telling you, man, and I talked about her for a while. I thought she was good in the little ice room that I have seen, but you don't just do mm-hmm. that and, and, you know, it's all coming back. And uh, really? another break news, this came out about nine hours ago. Um, next next year, so I really can't add it to this year's awards, but it goes with my Hazuki Omeda Kagetsu. At some point next year, it's not known exactly when, but within the next 12 months, possibly sooner, um, retiring because of his 27 neck injury and, and lingering issues, Masato Yoshino announced today he's retiring. Wow. Whoa, wow. Yeah. But 27, I mean. <laughs> you know, I, 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 like, I just, it, but it, it, man. So Kagetsu held a press conference about the retirement. She said that with the new system, stardom is in good hands with Mayo Iwatani. Her final stardom show is 129 in Osaka. Her retirement show is a self-produced produce show on February 24th. Um, so why would a, I, Iwatani leave then? I'm I'm confused. No, no. Kagetsu said stardom is in good hands with Mayu Iwatani. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, okay. But like somebody, somebody immediately said, um, and this is the person who runs this uh, runs this crew. I mean, he he he, he lives overseas. Um, but I mean, it's exactly what it says. So they stole Julia from Ice Ribbon in controversial fashion, but at what cost? First, Suzuki controversial retirement. Now this, Manami Toyota is a legendary veteran in wrestling. Hmm. You you do not disrespect veterans like that, especially in a circle as close as the Joshi scene, where everybody is everybody's friend. This is karma. Whoa! And if I can find the next part, Suzuki's um, retirement speech, who also part you know with Kagetsu. She was the best up and cover that company had next to Tommy Hayashi Shida. Uh, Hazuki said, I didn't think I'd retire like this unwillingly. I hope that there will be no players who will retire um, indeterminately like I did in the future. I hate stardom. Wow. Is this Bushi Rhodes doing with them buying stardom that all this is happening? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I thought they were going to keep him separated, though, in all, all this. But yeah, they, I, I, I think... Exactly. And they're already not. I mean, what did it take? Three months? Not even, it seems like. But yeah, like that's whew. that's nuts. Like it's just it's just Does weird. she start somewhere else? I don't know. What here's something that, that blows my mind. Wow. What yeah. if Kagetsu and Hazuki suddenly go and start an offset of a way to tie an ice ribbon? And everybody <laughs> starts to play. I mean it's like an AEW thing all over. Mm-hmm. Sorry, oh man. I just, it's just, it's weird. It's weird. Wow, she did say she wanted to retire earlier, but Io Shirai convinced her not to. Oof, yeah, it'll be interesting what what happens there. But a huge development, you know, kind of uh, again uh, before the end of the year here. Pretty big news, you know, as, as it's, you know, you, Demetrius, uh, you know, we're, we're flabbergasted by, by the news there. Yeah, I, that blows my mind. Like, especially, too, like, as I've been talking to you about how um, I, I'm finishing Stardom. Like, I'm, I, I counted all the Stardom shows that are on Stardom World. There's 24 shows that I was behind since August. Um, I got caught up on 10 of them. 
after this one, I'm going to kind of look at the cards on cage match and kind of pick and choose where I watch, but I'm going to get mm-hmm. caught up before Wrestle Kingdom. So I, I'm where I was with stardom before, but I'm telling you, man, it's just, it's weird. It, it's just weird. So I don't know. Maybe but, I, do you think something, I mean, again, we all know WWE's trying to get into the Japanese market here. Um, do you think they go, Hey, Kagetsu, Hey, Minoru Suzuki, do you want to run our oh, our expansion? Wow. What would you think on that front? Oh, wow. Oh, boy. I Hey, Liger, you're retired. No, Liger. Okay, let, that, yeah, let's, let's not go that far. <laughs> um, all right. Should we knock out the rest of the bad and then, and then close Praising Dragon Gate? Yes, yes. All right. WWE TLC, the 15th of the, uh, Sunday, 15th of December. Um, you, you, I know you didn't watch it. Did you go back and try to watch it? I did. I, I watched the latter match there. And um, pretty, pretty good stuff there. Uh, it's unfortunate the revival, um, as news reported, uh, they're going to be buried, a comedy act. Um, Scott Dawson, Trippin, Dash Wilder. I always get confused who was who. I believe it was Dash Wilder. Tripping on his entrance apparently was planned, as they will be a comedy act and will be buried, losing a Zack Ryder um, for the next couple of months until, of course, they end up in Ring of Honor. You know, I never understood why these companies try to bury their guys on the way out the door because the fans are still going to be happy when they go to the new company. Exactly. Why don't you do what you did in the territories and have the revival beat everybody? And then their last night, they finally lose and you put somebody over with them and make it count. Because you're not booking. So common sense kind of goes out the window. Um, So obviously they can't use the name, but the FTR uh, will still be prevalent once their contracts are up this uh, upcoming summer. Um, What do you think the new ring name will be? What, what do you think the R can 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 become for their uh, new gimmicks? I, I don't know. I They can just be FTR for all I care. I just want to watch <laughs> a tag match that doesn't have 8,000 high spots again. I miss you want to the see revival. them in the Lucha I Bros lie. 20 times? <clears throat> no. I'm so over the Lucha Bros. I, here, here's your controversial take of 2019. I think Pentagon Jr. is not that good. But he's got a catchphrase and hand gestures. Exactly. I think Phoenix is freaking awesome. Yeah. Like Phoenix is so good that he he blew he like botched on Wednesday and I didn't even care or notice. <laughs> like, like that guy's oh. that good. But so we noticed like, oh, another botch. <laughs> so all right, uh, New Day defeat revival. Let's knock this out fast. Uh, I went two and a half. This was my second Tight favorite match of the land. night out. Um. The, my only, like, I thought it was, I thought that was the only issue with it. It, it was just, it was, what can we do real quick? And then it just felt like Big yeah. E was, uh, dude, like, all Big E did for 20 minutes was set up ladders. Like, <laughs> I can't remember anything he did other than just keep setting up ladders. Dude, that, his finisher off the, the ladder was, was pretty yeah. bad. To Dash yeah, Wilder. that was really nice. The big end or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, hasn't no. he been champion or thrusted into a singles run? He, he was definitely he the Dean that. Ambrose of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, Alistair Black defeats Buddy Murphy via Black Mass. I went three and three quarters. Alex, this Ooh. was my match of the night. I this was tremendous. This is the one match I won't tell you to go out of your way to watch. <coughs> um, 
from here on out, I don't think there's much to uh, talk about, and I'm almost glad you didn't watch it because then we don't have to discuss it. Um, uh, Viking Raiders versus the club. Uh, I went one and a half stars. Uh, winners, I put, I put nobody, parentheses, KFC, question mark. Uh, shout out to James Tapia, who was eating uh, KFC, uh, proving that it wasn't fans that won. That was a local indie wrestler eating. Um, so that was not true. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> um, him? Um, I've been, I, I think I called a match of his on MAW when I did the, the shit that one time ah. for them. Um, uh, King Corbin defeats Roman Reigns. I went a, uh, a solid one star, uh, King Corbin after a 14 to one beatdown. Uh, also shout out to, uh, TW3, a uh, man who defeated Demetrius for the EWI title. Uh, ah. uh he, he's a good guy. Thomas is good. <coughs> um, he got Kendall sticked, um, Cool see you out there. Now I will say something. Why was that twenty-two minutes, by the way? Oh my god. Did it seem like forever? Oh my god. It was so long. Remember when um there was a match that that you really liked and I I liked but I didn't I didn't give it as high of a mark because of how long it was it felt. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley? Last man standing. Um it was the, the tag match from Bound for Glory or whatever. It was the one with Swan <laughs> and Willie Mack, um, the North, and one other team. Oh, yeah. And, you, and, and I agreed with you. The match was really good, but for whatever reason, for me, it just felt really long, and that was the only reason I went a little lower. Mm-hmm. This felt that long at the halfway point. <laughs> and the worst part, first five minutes into this match, I'm going, man, Baron Corbin's shit looks really good tonight. I've never said that. Like, everything he's doing is really smooth. Mm-hmm. And I realized something. I think if Roman Reigns was five inches shorter, he would be their star they want. That dude can sell. He can sell really good. And I wow. never realized it. Like, But it's just hard first... for a guy that looks like him to sell exactly. a move, right? Exactly. Yeah, Because he shouldn't like, be taking nope. a beating. Yeah. <clears throat> Go and watch like the first half of this match before the outside the ring shenanigans when Ziggler comes in starts. Wait, that and, last ten minutes, the outside shenanigans? Maybe twelve minutes. Like they might have only wrestled Yuck. in the ring before Ziggler interfered for like five minutes, five or six minutes. Like not not getting you. That's why it was so bad. Like the actual like in ring part at the beginning wasn't that bad. Like Corbin, like his boss man around the post was really good, really smooth. Mm-hmm. And and Roman was like, like I said, I would, oh my God, I didn't realize how good he could sell, but he shouldn't mm-hmm. be, and that's the problem. I'm like, my God, they could do what they wanted if he was Seth Rollins and not himself. <laughs> um, oh God, but, I just fast forwarded till April to another Reigns-Brock Lesnar-WrestleMania championship match. Uh, the threequel, no one the hell asked for. And uh, is he going to sell? Is it going to be a three-minute match, or is it going to be a a 22-minute match of shenanigans? What the hell is going to happen? No amount of selling could help that, but continue. Um, uh, Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns felt like Roman and Triple H at Mania when it was like 48 minutes. It was that boring. Um, But don't worry, it gets worse. (coughs) Next, we see uh, Bray Wyatt defeat The Miz. Uh, I went a a quarter star on this. This is definitely on my worst of the year. Um. The Miz, uh, we see in the preview video has, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, somebody pointed this out. Why is the Miz, who's an actor in movies, the worst actor on WWE television when he's doing his scenes? <laughs> <his time? laughs> 
Like, Malik, <laughs> lock the door. I, I'm coming home. Don't let anyone in. You know, and like their daughter's got a a Abigail doll, and he's like, oh my god, how is that in here? And he's, oh, it's so bad. So this guy. Wait, but how is this five o'clock shadow? Was it there before the video, during the video, and after the video? It wasn't like Randy Orton. It wasn't. It wasn't okay. Randy okay. Orton. But uh, so let, let's 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 fast forward here to last week's uh, SmackDown. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat is dry. I'm gonna have to get some water after this real quick. Um, Daniel Bryan. Oh, I got a cough drop. Money. I've been uh, slowly fighting a little bug that Sydney gave me. Um, Moisture. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I have, like, no voice you can tell, too, which is why I'm like, great, he wants me to rant, I'm going to lose it all. Oh, um, nice. But Daniel Bryan comes out and says how he, you know, he's he's bald again and no, no facial hair, and he's talking about the fiend and blah, blah, blah. The Miz comes storming to the ring, all right? So he's all, yeah. Okay, now let's rewind to the TLC. The Miz, who wants to kill Bray Wyatt for... Putting a doll in his daughter's crib and all this stuff. Still <laughs> comes to the ring with the headband and the glasses, does his 360 spin in points. If you're in a blood feud and you're trying to hurt somebody, why are you wearing all your stupid ring gear and still doing your head? <laughs> when, uh, when I had my blood feuds in MCW with Joe and Demetrius, the two that I had, both of our blow-off matches, I didn't even wear ring gear. I came out in, in a jersey and wind pants and didn't even entrance. I walked to the ring and immediately got in as quick as I could, turned around and said, get your ass out here. I didn't stop and make a hash or a pound side and hold up the one for number one with my hand and wear my and wear your head weird down. red thing. Yeah, and like your red gimmick. with the fans and stuff. No, I got in the ring and said, bring your ass and let's fight. So I already started laughing at this point. Then Wyatt comes out and he's laughing with the fans and waving and cheering. And then <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Bray Wyatt gets beat up the entire match. He got beat up and he only hit two moves the whole match in one. He had a sister Abigail. But he wasn't the even the demon or the fiend. Mm-hmm. So how I, I thought Bray Wyatt was a different entity than what the fiend was. So is Bray Wyatt superhuman as well? Well, so he, the Miz beat him up the whole time, and he was laughing, and then he did the Pentagon arm break, and Bray Wyatt screaming at Miz to do it, but then he didn't oh, sell God. it after he did it. And My other question is, was over. did Bray Wyatt come out with a lantern, of, with, but with the Fiend's face? Oh, uh, he came out in a Bill Cosby sweater waving at the crowd, oh, like laughing God. and smiling. Why? And then they, People and then they spend the money fiend. to go to this show? And, mm-hmm. they, and they said that I heard people say that this show was really good. I'm not kidding. No. And I laughed and I said, really good. Does it mean that you have a concussed wrestler, a wrestler who was renowned over the world that, that built a legacy in Japan for many, many years, and then just continues to get thrown against the guardrails and the mats while she's concussed, but continue. Try to run away. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a drink. Hold on, give me one second. I I just can't believe that people so far. I mean, again, ladder match. The only oh, one yeah. I saw. Yeah. But yeesh, twenty-two minutes of a TLC match. <laughs> you get Bray Wyatt beating the Miz with two moves in in under seven minutes here. Well, then they show the fiend on the big screen, and he goes, "He's here, he's here," and he goes, "You want me to do it?" 
I guess I'll do it for you. And he goes out and he gets this big mallet to break the Miz's skull with. And <sighs> then anyway, what happens? Um, then the lights went Did out. He crush his head for the feed, but then it was Daniel Bryan. What? He's with back. A, yeah, with a hood on. Whoa. And then he wait. Is he yeah. Ty Dillinger? <laughs> yeah. And Tully Blanchard. Well, hey, he's got tight music for him. Oh yeah, look at her intro. Um, next up, I went two stars because I was uh, there was so much bad stuff that something had to be a little entertaining. Uh, Bobby Lashley, as we already talked about, defeats Rusev, who's on a three-year losing streak. Um, and then the main wow. event, uh, the Kabuki. Wait, did Lana go through a table at least or something? Did she get her no. comeuppance? No. No, no, nothing. I don't what even remember her doing anything out there. Uh, Kabuki Warriors defeat Becky Lynch and Charlotte. I went one and a half stars on this. Wow. Um, With all that um, talent? Yeah, all it was was them setting in a, things in a car up. crash? It, it, there was no logic to anything. Um, Kyrie Stane gets a concussion. Um, Charlotte Flair c- continues to try to do moves to her after she, like, she she goes the spear, and she can't take the spear well. So she starts open hand slapping her and shaking her head, going, "Get your head in the game." You can hear her yelling at her, which one hundred percent shows that. So she's trying to be Randy WWE, Orton, circa twenty oh nine. Well, th- this proves that the WWE training doesn't teach you how to improv, because oh. um, all she did was stick to the whatever Fit Finley told her. Then she tries to power bomb her through a table, and Kyrie Sane is sandbagging her, punching her in the face, saying no. And mm-hmm. she just head lifts her up, and then just diesel throws her through this table. Oh. So then God. they try to do a table spot where they're both laying on a table, and they for Kyrie Sane to do it. She jumps off the apron because she doesn't. She's not going to go off the top and do her elbow, so the table doesn't break. Everything went to hell. Nothing made sense or was safe at this point. <laughs> um, and this went on for I, damn near 30 minutes uh, Becky Lynch realizes the Ky- This is the part that made me happy At least Becky Lynch realizes it And rolls Kyrie Sane under the ring Once again She's not trained by WWE So she understands that oh something's go wrong Oscar mm-hmm. um, says something to Charlotte Charlotte looks confused And then Oscar just kicks her in their face And we don't see Charlotte the rest of the match So I think Oscar told her Get the hell out of here and don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, then Becky and Asuka finished it. They, they had a rope, but they tied Becky to a ladder. They She pulled that to tip the ladder over. Asuka gets the title. And then immediately after that, um, Roman and Corbin and all the faces and heels from different shows come fighting out of the back. And they're what? brawling all over Was the Was it for the 24-7 title? Why, 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 why are they ruining another woman's moments? And then well, it's just like Oscat Mania, and then they're at they're on like the little like ledge for the lower level to like go up the stairs from the floor, and Roman spears Corbin off of that into like thirty people who catch them all, and then mm-hmm. it immediately just turns off because they either ran out of time or hit the wrong button. Like it it's a pay per view. It's a pay per view. They they don't have time constraints. It's their own network. Like they edited it before they even got the copyright thing in the corner up. Jesus. Vince and Triple H weren't even there. Um, I mean, we, we we discussed on the last show, we, we were wondering why Vince hates Minnesota. Um, 
and, and whatnot, but but my God, it just seems like he really hates him. A, no AJ, no Orton, which that was built into a storyline. Hell, I remember on WWE's Facebook, like hours before the show, they announced that to open the show, Ryan was actually going to be uh, ended up main eventing. I remember it saying the Kabuki Warriors will defend their titles in the TLC match to open the show in Minneapolis. And I was like, whoa, I thought that would have been the main event. Oh no, sucks for Corbin and Reigns. And then when I saw the match order that night, you know, just by looking up results, I was so confused. And then to hear that it was such a bleep show, ah, my God, like, should they never run any events again in, in, in Minneapolis? I um say that same sentence again, but slower, and I'm going to stop you at that one point. <laughs> so. Does WWE hate Minneapolis? No, no. The the correct phrase was, should the WWE stop running events and then I cut you off? Ah, should the WWE stop running events? Yes. Yes, they should. (laughs) God, it it was so bad, dude. It was so bad. Um. So that's TLC. We're never going to talk about that again, except for when it gets on our year end award. Worst show of the year, huh? Wow. You gotta you gotta watch Ms. Bray Wyatt to see if it makes your list for worst match of the year. But it was so bad. Um, All Elite Wrestling, Alex. Um, they 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 said that they're going to be everything that everybody else isn't and give you an alternative. Um, their last live show of the year had a cult, just like Bray Wyatt. Um, abducting people, um, it, they put over the the Beaver Boys as new members. Um, there was a guy who the hell the Beaver Boy? Isn't that who Alex Reynolds and the other guy were that put on the masks and joined the Dark Order? Was was he the guy botching the punches? Oh wait, no, that was Eric Cannon. Oh wait, no, it wasn't because it was nothing like you do, Eric Cannon. I love how much hate he got. That was so good that he did that. Um, yeah, the botch punches. Uh, it, it, I swear to you, Nick Jackson was laughing the whole time this was going on while he was getting his ass kicked in the ring. And then uh, explained to me how evil Udo, when the show went off the air, went, ho, 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 ho. And did like uh, evil laughter. Oh. And then like the same show has, and, and and I'm I'm not trying to bash any of these people because I don't I, like I really like one of the people that I'm going to bring up, but mm-hmm. you you have the Dark Order, you have a a woman who doesn't speak that they keep saying is from outer space, and I think Chris Statlander I've been talking about her for it's a while. Amazing, and yes, but you don't need to tell me that she's from outer space seven times Excalibur. You have Brandy. Yeah, Rose just watch Bobby. being the elite. They'll they'll explain it in three seconds, which I thought they did perfectly with the best friends. Um, uh, Brandy Rhodes is cutting people's hair off, and uh, she I think she's a witch. You have a dinosaur <sighs> on your show, which which is over. Like he is over, but it's one thing when you have like one of these wild gimmicks as like a mid card thing, but when you have it four times and one of them is closing your show, you are not what you told us you were going to be. Hey, it's, it's not like they're using old pay-per-view names like Bash at the B- Oh, <laughs> January. Oh. Do you do you think that Tony Khan is losing 
the the focus that he had when that he that when he started and they're kind of you know bucks and omega and stuff i'm not worried about cody you could tell everything cody what he touches because his stuff is so good cody is i never i never would have thought cody rhodes was so good at at running something mm-hmm. like you can tell the the cody angles because they're gold they're so good yes. and i i will eat crow for years for that but this feels like the Tony Khan vision is slowly starting to go away from him and he's not keeping it in line from when they started. I, I you know, I, I've, I've read and heard in interviews with him saying, you know, yeah, we, I, I'm kind of holding back the reins now because we spent and, and threw a little too much too fast, you know, at certain things here. So, I mean, I, I think that is the case in point where everything just happened so quickly where it was just like, oh, already we have to look at the bigger, bigger picture. And I think they did kind of catch themselves, you know, with the Wednesday night wars, even though they say they didn't. I mean, there, there are photos of their production staff watching NXT while, you know, AEW is, is going on, you know, little things like that. You have to watch competition. And they acknowledge that, you know, again, watch Being the Elite, which has been fantastic, especially watch the latest, uh, you know, the, the wrestling eating food in a hotel room whenever cars uh comedian and cars getting coffee spinoff they have but with the bucks kenny omega yeah not because i was there but he just nods for 24 minutes um but but some interesting stuff there what's that not to cut you off i I apologize for cutting you off but i'm glad you mentioned that they why are they doing having people cut promos during a picture in picture where you can't even hear them yeah why why did Pac go I'm I'm done asking, and then he goes into the room with Michael Nakazawa, and then they there we don't see him any, ever again. Yeah, like, they've had some audio issues. They've had some continuity issues on some aspects, but I think they're poll. just trying. Uh-huh. There was a poll. Did did Pac kill Michael Nakazawa? Uh, did he did he beat him up and kidnap him, or did they both just share at, uh, AirPods and go listen to music? Like I saw that a was poll a poll. Yeah. Oh wow. Nobody knew what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just runs to the ring or runs to the back, and then they get rid of all the sound because it's picture in picture. Oh my and, gosh, and that's was, funny. And then, and then like not, they go in the locker room, and nobody's in the locker room, and then they then he just gets oh Kenny just gets jumped again by the Lucha Bros. And then nobody mentions Pac or Nakazawa the rest of the show. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like, I'll see you guys later. I don't know where you guys went or what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But Tony Khan, as he tweeted yesterday, he was saying, you know, hey, thanks for a great year. 2020, we'll visit new towns, work hard, learn from our experiences. I hope you'll consider watching AEW in 2020. Then they hype the return of back in Jacksonville, the homecoming show, January 1st. Hey, Darby Allen Cody, sign me up for that. Yeah, but I that's think awesome. that's the thing. I mean, they, they put on quality shows with hints of nostalgia, which can be a little too much at times. But overall, I think the product has been good. Their shows, yeah. you know, on, on Bleacher Report have been good. The two free ones, yeah. the double or nothing, um, all out. Um, I, I liked Full Gear, honestly. I, I thought the mm-hmm. unsanctioned main event was one of the matches that enthralled me the whole year. Um, they definitely know how to emphasize their stars and also find ones, you know, that, that they think 
are we're going to be big a la Britt Baker and, and kind of oh. go the total opposite end and say, oh, wait, Riho is this. Sheeta is this. You know, so, uh, you know, they, they kind of are noticing their strengths, but also trying to tweak their weak, weaknesses. The botch punch, the Christopher Daniels, you know, botched flip from a couple, you know, from a month ago, a couple shows ago, what have you. You know, yeah, that's there. But it's pro wrestling, guys. It's going to happen. You know, from from the best wrestler in the world. I don't know if Ogata has ever botched, but I'm sure he has once or twice. Well, I just haven't seen Excalibur, it recently. Naito definitely has botched. Oh God, for sure, I, this year. But <laughs> you know, I love Tetsuya Naito, but his finishing move is the worst finishing move in wrestling because if you've been going for 40 minutes and your opponent can't get you up, your move looks like shit because it's not even you doing it. <laughs> you know, so. I, I wish it was United, one of my favorites, he is sloppy. But even the Daniels thing, Excalibur was like, he's got to be having side effects from the pile driver. Like, at least they yeah. covered that. But it was just yeah. like, yeah. my only, it just, it, it just scares me a little bit that you're like, <laughs> or that they're like, we're going to have everything. We're going to be not what you don't like. Yeah. And I got an alien, a cult. Um, a witch and a dinosaur on the same show, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> the only thing left is bring out the librarians, and you got everybody out there. And, and to uh, be fair, if they do it right, Luchasaurus could be their biggest baby face. Oh, like, I mean, no joke. A couple of years down the line, the, the feud of the year. Count count on this. Twenty twenty two will be uh, Luchasaurus versus uh, Jack Perry, aka Jungle Boy. Did you hear Jim Ross was finally like, well, what the hell do you want me to call him? I called him Jungle Boy. And he was, they like said something to him and he's like, Jump Jack Perry and Chris Jer- what the Jungle Boy? And or Salmon's like, Yes, the Jungle Boy. He's like, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, what the hell do you want me to call him? It doesn't matter. He's Russell Jericho. I'm like, Oh my god, Jim Ross. Oh my god. Does Jericho last twenty all all through twenty twenty for AW? Oh, Are we going to get gonna... my my dream team of Excalibur, Shivani, and Golden Boy? Maybe. Jim Ross was so mad. Why the hell do you want me to call him then? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, man. Shush. Calm down. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, just a little scare of me. Um, my other rant, since this has been, this has been a fun show. Thank everyone who's listening. Alex, thank you for getting getting on doing it four hours later than we wanted. But yeah, I'm having, I'm having a hell of a good time, sir. <coughs> um, apologies for everybody hearing me coughing. I'm I'm trying here. Um, and I knew, <laughs> like I said, I knew this was going to be bad because if if this was, uh, I get a text saying I want you to rant to start. I know this is going to be a predominantly sixty five thirty five Ryan Ryan Cook show. And without having a voice, I knew it was going to be like, maybe he's internally ribbing me and I didn't know it, but he has no idea that my throat hurts. So I guess it's kind of a, uh, a little, little it was uh, serendipitous how, how it started with that. <laughs> and then going into that 10 and then just going on everything that's wrong with the company that people still defend. Yeah. I mean, an hour and 35 minutes and we still have one more rant here. Um, all Japan <laughs> pro wrestling. I have like, Okay, now I, I said this to you. I still want you to go watch these. Real World Tangling, the final show. Yep. Jake Lee, Naomi Nomura defeat Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi. Yuma Aoyagi has officially become the third musketeer with Nomura Lee um, as like Whoa. the next. That tag That's team a tight Miyahara table. has made Aoyagi. 
So Aoyagi has become what we thought he could. Um, I, and I mean, you're only going to learn tagging with Miyahara so long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, oh, true. He, was, he was the pin taker for it. But um, and, and to be fair, uh, I mean, Jake Lee pinned Kento Miyahara in that, that final match, too. So it wasn't even Aoyagi taking the pin. But this was one of the best tag matches of the year. So go out of your way to watch this. Um, but explain this to me. So um, Violent Giants defeat Redmond and Tajiri to tie Jake Lee and Nomura or to, for mm-hmm. the final. The Violent Giants defeat Nomura and Jake Lee to win the World Tag League, the real World Tag League. Fine. You know the guys on, on um, January 3rd that's gonna at the uh, the New Year's shows, the ones that me and Isaiah went to last year, they're running the same two, the second and the third, which, by the way, live on All Japan World like they normally are, but they're running 11.30 a.m. in Tokyo, the same as they did when me and Isaiah were there, meeting mm-hmm. the night on New Year's Day and the and new, uh, the second of New Year's, or the second of January. So those two nights, these shows will be live at 8.30 p.m. our time. So... Sorry, I was just watching the Violent Giants uh, with streamers uh, bowing down to the trophies. So, um, the two New Year's shows will be um, 8.30 p.m. our time. So, they're actually, like, watchable, like, night shows. Oh, nice. But, um, so it's Violent Giants against Zeus and Ryuji Sai. Fine. I'm okay with that. No, yeah. Honestly, that's a pretty good match. Why did the Violent Giants have to beat Nomura and Jake Lee, not only in the final, but they also beat him when they wrestled in the tournament. And then a couple months ago when they wrestled, they beat him then too. Why does why do you have Jake Lee and Naomi Nomura job three times to the Violent Giants? And then they, they sit there and they're confused. They can't make their number two star. It's the year why? of Jake Lee jobbing because let's be real. That's what it seems like with Kenzo Miyahara. What did they face three times? Tournaments included, as well as title it's matches. It's kind of the same title, aspect there. Royal Road final, and I think two title matches. I think Jake. I think Miyahara went three and one against Jake Lee. Jake yeah. Lee beat him in the Royal Road final. So, so which then leads to January third because of pitting him to get to the match with Violent Giants in the finals. Jake Lee is the guy getting the shot at Miyahara on the third. Again. Does he finally take the belt? Sorry. The strap away from Miyahara then. Are they finally going to pull the trigger I think and do the opposite of what Dragon Gate uh, did and say, you know what, we're going to run with our future? I think they have to have Jake Lee finally beat him. Don't Is it a big like enough show to do it? I, uh, I would rather see Nomura, but that's just because I'm a I bigger fan than his, but I think Jake Lee is more of, you know, the established guy. He's the guy that they ran with Nomura, you know, uh, you know, kind of in the uh, the Champions Carnival where it's just like, these are the guys, everyone, but hey, we just seen them lose the Miyahara, you know, once, twice, three times already. You know, it's just like I posed last show, when is it going to be as believable or is it just going to be, you know, is the shot going to get a big enough pop because it's like, okay, about time it's like they're in such a weird predicament because that's why what i you know going through my match of the year ryan miyahara no doubt wrestler of the year in that conversation him osprey top three for sure okada definitely 
But my Adam Cole could definitely, I think, could possibly overtake a Miyahara because I could think of Adam Cole matches. Yes, I could think of Kensel Miyahara matches, the elevation, but you just knew what was going to happen there. And in that aspect, yeah, four and a half, four and three quarters, five stars on some. But when I look back at them, I'm like, ah, oh, it was just so obvious where it, it just kind of takes away from the match when I look back on them. Well, I, I will I will counter with this, and this is half half of the statement I'll say I'll counter with, because I think Habit is right. You knew he wasn't going to lose to Suama. You knew he was beating Jake Lee in that carnival final because they it it did it, it was good to finally have your champion win a carnival because they haven't done that in forever. But I will say the September and the March match you got Miyahara deserves credit because he made Nomura true look like a true. star. Their rematch in September, I thought there was a good chance that Nomura was going to win the title. So that one wasn't as much me. I knew I knew Miyahara was beating Zeus. I knew he wasn't going to lose that one um, in their rematch from Osaka or in Osaka. But the that that Jake Lee Miyahara match at the end of the year, we both thought, oh my God, Jake Lee's winning the title when he hit his move. True, true. Like that match was so good after that Royal Road. Because he wins the tournament, and we thought he was, we thought Miyahara was dead in the water. Like, oh my God, he's gonna win it, and then he still lost. So, like, that's why I think it, it's got to be now, which I think hurts it because now it's like, if Jake Lee wins the title um, next next Thursday or whatever it is, then it's like, well, we knew that was gonna happen because he couldn't lose again. But if Miyahara mm-hmm. beats him, then you're back in the same boat that I said, where why don't you just have Daisuke Sakamoto face him on the January 3rd show? Because at least it's an outsider, so if you don't have him win, it doesn't matter. And if you have him win, you, you didn't even have to worry about elevating anyone because you took one of the biggest stars in Japan and put Or if you're too scared to have Jake Lee beat him, why don't you bring in Yuji Okabayashi? Ah. Okabayashi is going to be in my top five for wrestler of the year, hands down. Over Sakamoto, too. Like, so why don't you just do that? Because that's a big enough name. So mm-hmm. they're almost in a bad situation where Miyahara winning, it's like, well, Jake Lee, is, he's done, sent him to the pasture. It's, it's up to Nomura to be the number two now. And mm. if you don't do that, then it's like, well, we knew Jake Lee had to win. And I feel bad for Miyahara because this hurts Miyahara in the sense that you said where maybe he's behind Adam Cole now for you. Kento Miyahara has done so much, but the company won't pull the trigger on having somebody beat him where he can mm-hmm. make his, his rock as Austin or he can make his Okada as Tanahashi. They won't let anyone get to that level where he it's can It's because it seems like they haven't him. decided. Like they haven't mm-hmm. decided between Lee and Nomura where it's just like, you know, it's just split down 50-50 and no one is willing to budge. And it's just like, okay, well, that's our business. You know, we're going to get Valletta, you know, Gianni Valletta, you know, to come in and, you know, and be the the Kane transitional match. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just, no. You know what I mean? Like, like, I can't, I don't blame Miyahara because he's doing everything that he's supposed to do. And he's Mm -hmm, doing it tenfold better. He's made these guys, but they won't let you look pro wrestling. Noah took a chance on Kaido Kiyomiya and Everybody said, including myself, well, he's not working. It's not, it, he's sinking. 
and then they change their whole look around. They change the title. They give him more of a flamboyant look to try to make him more of a star. I'm going, man, I don't know if Kaido Kimi is the guy. Put it back on Kano. Put it back on Takashi Sugera. Why is Katsuhiko Nakajima not champion? You know, Goshi is like, it's not working with Kiyomiya. And then Kano wins the N1. He gets the match at Sumo Hall. Kiyomiya beats him, and they draw 5,600 fans at Sumo Hall. And I went, holy shit, maybe I'm wrong. And now Noah is putting on some of the best stuff. They're closing the They're doing what Dragon Gate did for the half of the year. Like, after May, when um, when they had uh, uh, Dead or Alive when they, with, with the, the flag cage match. I think it was Dead or Alive. Mm-hmm. And the Ben K thing happened. And then when he wins the, uh, the, 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 Gate of De- or the, the King of Gate tournament, beats Pac in June. July until now, Dragon Gate has been the number one promotion in our eyes in the world yeah. in the second half of this year because they took a chance on Ben K. And Ben K, yes, he, you know, we'll get to in a minute, he lost the title at Final Gate. But his title reign was not a failure. That was a 100% success. They took a chance on him. They had him beat four or five of their top guys to show what it was, and he just eventually couldn't beat all of them because he's still so young. But man, we saw what he could do, and he drew, and it, it was a, it was successful. They will not take a chance on Jake Lear no more to see if it'll happen. That's what scares me. It's like why won't why will look your your numbers are flat compared to last year. You're maybe mm-hmm. off like twenty fans over the entire year, so it's not even like you know they they've ran more shows, but they average less fans. So it's like you know. They've ran, I think, 164 as opposed to 124 last year, but they've gotten like 3,000 less fans. So if you average it out over 40 shows, it's whatever. They're almost it seems flat. like the WWE of the early 2000s or 2010s, yeah. I should say, where it was like Cena was the guy. It's like, all right, we know he's he's going to deliver a great match, but we all know the outcome. Who's that next guy? You know, in line. Oh, we're debating mm-hmm. between CM Punk. And, you know, and so-and-so and Daniel Bryan, you know, it's just like, all right, which one are we going to pull? Which one's going to beat Cena? No, Cena can't, look, you know, it's just kind of yep. similar of them You're from so there. Right. Yep. It's like you got, you, you have these, it, it, I know they're more established than Leah Nomura, but it almost feels like, like Leah Nomura are Edge and Orton. Like, which one of them is going to ah, like oh, none, none of them beat him. He just keeps winning. And it's like you, you have to try because and, and you don't even need to try with a new mm-hmm. champion for the sake of hoping they can succeed. Kento Miyahara as the, the protagonist going after his title or the antagonist going back for his title is going to draw you enough fans as it is to help this guy succeed. So just got to try something. And yeah. that's what's perplexing. And then on top of it, when they don't know which one of them to have go and beat Kento, they just mm-hmm. have these guys job to the to the Violent Giants over and over and over, and you wonder why they can't get over because they just job. <coughs> and now, yeah, where it's just like, why not pull the trigger off of the tag titles because the Violent yeah, Giants are the Violent Giants. Then. So you know, then they can the enter the singles foray into a longer program. If if you're that worried about Nomura and Lee being your star, then have Get him them over have, his tag. Yep, and they can go beat Zeus and Ryoji Sai, become champions, yep. and then have Miyahara. I, I wouldn't be mad if I had an if if you if you look at the next six months where he has four title defenses against Ryoji Sai, Zeus, Suwama, and uh, <laughs> Shuji Ichikawa. Great, 
Those will be four fun-ass matches. And now you've made yourself six months to figure out between Lee and Nomura what you want to do. But you've at least elevated them because they're champions. Yeah, Bodyguard definitely ain't winning that championship. What if Kota Meta just comes out during the Champions oh. Carnival and says, you know what? I'm out of retirement. I wanted to leave DDT because they weren't taking wrestling seriously. This oh. is where I want to be. Oh. I want you, Kento Miyahara. Speaking of that no kind of crossover, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because the semifinals and finals will be on those uh, for the junior title. Because, yep. you know, how they, they didn't have anyone win it until Aoki officially had to vacate because of his yeah. um, no defenses, which is awesome, by the way. That's one of my, I think, one of the best moments of the year is the fact that they didn't, they they kept the title on him until they had to strip him because of their rules, which yep. is, I think is so respectful. But um, in both semifinals, we have uh, we have Kagatora and we have Susumu Yokosuka. Ah. So two Dragon Gate guys are in the are in the semifinals. Man, I'm all for that. <laughs> what, what if what if they don't because they don't want to put the strap on them back yet because they don't need to. But what if we see like Ben K and Yamato come work the carnival? Oh man. Yamato? Like what if we got Ben K versus Kento Miyahara? Spear versus the uh Versus the German, that would that 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 would definitely be interesting. <laughs> Hell no! Give me the the true doppelganger matchup. Give me Ben K uh, taking on, of course, you know the the most dominant man of all, uh, who's not the bodyguard, but Zeus. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 be Zeus <laughs> diving over guardrails while Ben K's trying to drive him through a guardrail. Oh my god! That gosh. would be a crazy ass match. NK doing his spear spot where he always gets like punched or like like he got the Bakhtari slide kick from Doi on his spear this time. Yep, he yep. does the spear and uh and Zeus does a diving clothesline and they meet in the middle. Like because Ben K's gonna take stupid shit like that because he's it's just what he does. But man, here you go, here you go. One more dream match that I'll get off that part. Uh, Ketsu Miyahara and KZ. How fun would that be? Ooh yeah, be good. that so, would be a blast. So, the, I mean, these All Japan shows next week are going to be really interesting leading into it. But, I don't know. I just – I had to get that off my chest that I just don't – I don't understand the booking with what Junakiyama's doing. Pick one and go with it because you well, have Well, you know to. who you can blame? Suwama, since he's the president of talent relations and member of the board of directors. <laughs> Suwama! The announcer gets me every time when he stops. And I'm like, why did he say – oh, he's going to scream my at me. That's why. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and then lastly too, Noah, I can't wait to talk about them more in depth. I mean, they are doing some good stuff, but we got to close this out. Dragon Gate here. Yes. Uh, Final Gate was fantastic. Um, I mean, you, you know, you talked earlier, the Naomichi Marafuji, Sakurichi Kawa match was so Phenomenal. fun. Um, mask versus hair. Even though each it's more of a cowl. It's like a Batman cowl, <laughs> more than a mask. I even put that in my notes. It was like the Ichikawa cowl. Plus, it sounds I, cool. Uh, Marafuji had to hit, it was a two count instead of a three count, so he had to kick out at yep. one every time. He only had five seconds on the floor as opposed to Ichikawa's twenty. And the best part too was Marafuji went with all of this. I didn't oh, think totally. he would. I'm so glad he went with all this. So, um, you'd kind of touched on this, but this was really good. Um, did you what I loved watch- about it though was mm-hmm. the respect 
how they were like, hey, we both came up together at the same time. Obviously, <laughs> we went down different roads here, but the respect to after the mass, them bowing together in the ring, leaving together, I thought was such a great moment that it kind of enhanced uh, that, that match there. And yeah, Siamara Fuji just kind of have fun with it. You know, I, I thought was the be- the better aspect of that. So um, changed my, my, my view on both of them. And has uh, there been an Ichikawa Toriano match anywhere in the uh, interwebs? I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. That would be extremely interesting. There's a there's a fun Stalker Ichikawa Awesome Cog match you can watch. Whoa! Uh, what if he's a uh, part of Brandy Rhodes' menage? <laughs> I I love how when when he uh, when he's when he cuts the promo after the match, like everyone's quiet and respectful, like oh my god, I can't mm-hmm. believe this happened. And he was like, I'm actually. You know, Kenji Ishikawa, I, I can't remember. I think it's, I think it was the name Kenji Ishikawa. I'm actually from, you know, he says like what pre- prefix he's from. He's like, I'm, I'm divorced. Like, and everyone's like, oh my God, he's a real person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So funny the way that they, uh, they, they did the whole thing. Um, and everyone's like, Shut he's up. like, I'm divorced. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dragon Diab uh, for uh, winning a match after getting murdered by getting power bombed um, on the uh, ring post oh on the outside. I, so I'm watching the show with Demetrius, and I was like, Kazuma Sakamoto is like the sleaze of Japanese indie. Mm-hmm. And he sees him, and he's like, oh my God, he does look like that. Is he the Brett O'Brien of Japanese wrestling? Oh, yeah. If, 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 if Brett O'Brien had like, like a dirty face mask and an umbrella, just like. Oh man, I'm sure he that does. But so I was like, so this dude Dragon Daya is is like one of the up and comers. He's getting like the shouldn't Skywalker push from a year ago. Mm. I said he's probably gonna win this match, but not after he gets his ass kicked for five minutes by Sakamoto. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sakamoto. That's what yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I mean, you know, kudos to Daya getting the W. Um, did you watch that opening tag match I I, I was raving about? Oh, uh, I did. Um, Kai, Kajitora, oh, um, I love me some uh, Kaisuke Okuda, um, the MMA yeah. uh, uh, Yakuza member, uh, Makazuki Dojo. Um, this was just a, a fun match, a good way to start um, the show, showcase uh, Yuki Yoshioka as well. I, I thought that this was a, a fun opener. Insane roll-up counter. Countering between... a counter. Yeah, yeah with He's tried to hit him with the Guru Magakari. Shout out was uh, one of the finals for Move of the Year in uh, our awards a couple of years ago. But Kagatori mm-hmm. goes for the Guru Magakari. And Yuki Oshioka like counters the counter, like you said, with a roll up into another roll up to counter a roll up with another roll up and got the win. Like, we were around that like four times. Like, how the hell did they yeah. do that? Like, we were analyzing, like, could we do that? And then we were like, nah, like <laughs> nah, we're, two, two questions mind. for you, though. Um, a, what do you think of the new Dragon Gate logos, uh, Game of Thrones esque, cool. if you will, the red and blue, um, which were debuted after this matchup? And who did it better, or who does it better, uh, Kajitora or the technical legend Ryan Cook with that shining wizard that Yoshioka took, um, as well in that match? Kajitora's shining wizard was really cool. I was like. Damn, I'm kind of jealous of how good that looks. 
this match was so good. And this was the start of what was so good about this show. Because mm-hmm. <coughs> we see Okuda and Yoshioka win. The Battle Royal happens. Yosuke Sanamaria, Kota Minora, Punch Tomonaga, Brother Yashi, Super Shitsa, Bondai Ryu, Problem Dragon, whatever you want to call them. I always, it's like Guillermo Rigondeau and Ragandial. I always call them the wrong one, depending what day of the week it is. Uh, Jimmy, Shachioko Boy, Kness, and Ojishima. Uh, Battle Royal happens. Kota Minora got the win. Another Mochizuki Dojo. Dragon nice. Dia beats Sakamoto. All these guys who. Like, they were all upsets, and it was like the new crop was being built. It was so good. Um, we mentioned the Mara Fuji thing. Um, we see Dragon Kid, Masaki Mochizuki, and Masato Yoshino defeat Ultimo Dragon, Yasushi Khan, and Raul Sato. Saito Terra with uh, <laughs> Yeah, look, the Toruman team lost. Yoshino was sold off Siente on Yasushi Kanda. Didn't expect that to happen. Um, then, man... Third favorite Ooh. match of the night for me here. Kaito Ishida, Jason Lee. Third. Kaito Ishida. Like, I had that tag match second, man. That, I went four and a quarter on that opener. I, I went that high on Oh, it. wow. Wow. I, I, I was like, I, that's why I kept I mean, I wouldn't eggplant emoji that much, but wow, that's that's interesting. It, yeah, for whatever reason, like that match just clicked with me. And that's why yeah. I like, kept going, you have to watch at least this match before the before you get to the business. And you have to watch this. Um, but no, Kaido Ishida just fits so good in red. It's just like Watanabe, Hio, yep. Kaido Ishida, and these guys all got big spots. Ishida Tiger Suplex on Jason Lee gets the victory. Oh my God, Kaido! Love Ishida the story just, of this, the maximum um, betrayal, if you will, yep. Jason Lee. You know, it, it had that grudge match kind of feel. Shout out to. Uh, Lenny Leonard and uh, gosh, I can't think of the other gentleman who did the English uh, Larry commentary. Dallas. Larry Dallas, thank you for the retweet as well, Larry Dallas. Um, on, on you know showcasing how awesome they were, but I loved how they brought back the history of that because of course I remember the uh, the Destiny of Osaka match where Oshida won the Open the Brave Gate Championship in a, in a pretty damn good match there. But you know, kind of remembering why Jason Lee was so pissed and oh yeah because. He turned on Maximum to enter R.E.D. Perfect. So I love that setup there brought up by the commentators. Um, the only thing with me is, and I get what they're doing. They're setting it up. It's his first title defense for Oshida, but it just never fully clicked into full gear. It just kind of like boom ended. It worked well because Oshida's such a dickhead, but it just, you know, like it had some interesting spots there. Of course, you know, um, you know, Jake Lee countering that top rope German um, and then, you know, getting pottered by the red demon, which we'll find out uh, who we found out who that was, um, you know, the, the day after here, a couple of days after here. But uh, it just didn't seem like, again, it, it, it told the full story. So, again, I expect this to kind of transcend into 2020 there. Um. Demetrius kind of said the same thing about that. I, I thought that was a good point. And the one thing I mentioned too, when he was kind of like, "Man, the, I get, I get what they were doing, but but the finish was kind of flat." And I saw. I think what they're trying to establish is Kaito Ishida is still still young, and he he's not fully to the level that his title says he is. But mm-hmm. that's why it, it's so good that he went to a group to have numbers because it can help him. Agree. Yeah, overcome those, and he said, "Okay, that makes sense." And I said, "The other thing that I think hurt the finish was 
and, uh, and everybody listening will be going podcastable for the last, you know, few minutes we're doing Dragon Gate. So uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Also, starting on New Year's Day, use code New Year's Day, I think it is. Uh, 20% off your shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash WrestleCast. And check out WrestleCast Gaming. Alex wanted me to talk about it, and I forgot, but I'm going to get into that later. But uh, um, <laughs> the other thing was when the Red Demon powdered Jason Lee, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was it felt weird because I think Jason Lee turned too quick. I think ah. he landed, and the Demon came up on the apron. You got to figure, dude's got to grab this giant bag, keep the mask on, reach in there and throw it. The second Jason Lee got there, he turned and just stood there waiting for it. I think if Jason Lee would have took another second or two before the turn, it would have seemed more fluid. Hmm. <clears throat> and that was because I noticed that too. I was like, ah, that finish was flat. He was there too early. But if that also is one of those things where Look, Jason Lee is brand new with this too. I mean, the first mm-hmm. exposure I had ever seen of him was he was when he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, which not a lot of people remember. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, exactly. Rooted. Holy crap! Wow. Yeah, and you know, and then I never seen him again. And then, and I thought he was kind of flat in the Cruiserweight Classic. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, geez, this dude's in Maximum or Tri Vanguard. And I'm like, where did he come from? So. Uh, and again, down the line, I'm sure they're going to have a damn good blow-off match to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the, this rivalry here, the betrayal. But it, like I said, I just wanted a little more. This is where I wanted yeah. like five extra minutes. Because, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, Tiger Driver, boom, it's over. Good win for a sheeter, a Tiger Suplex, I apologize. But, you know, it's just like for me, wanted more. But I did, hey, again, another fun fact that I learned, Jason Lee from Hong Kong. Yeah. You know, totally different. So I, I love how it, it was a culture clash of sorts, you know, especially, you know, for Jason Lee coming from Hong Kong to then, you know, uh, you know, doing work with Dragon Gate there. So so some pretty interesting tidbits uh, watching this match here, which, again, sets up for next year. Um, next match, I, I, I called a title change, but I called the wrong team. Um, I thought Max Revive <laughs> were going to walk away as champions. I thought for sure they would win this. Demetrius calls real extreme fusion, man. They're winning the titles. And they do. Uh, Diamante uh, pins yeah. uh, Strong Machine F with his giant powerbomb. Um, this the is after uh, uh, Yokosuka eats the uh, Devil Windmill Suplex by Strong Machine J. Oh, and three and a quarter. It was fun, but I just felt like you needed to try something different because the Strong Machines, they peaked and you didn't put the straps on them. The fans stopped caring, and then you put the straps on them, and I think they lost their chance with those guys. But Sean what the hell is going to happen to Jay? He's, he's not putting good on good singles matches, as we saw with Ben K the following night. My God, <laughs> it was oh. like I'm sure it was like watching Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler. And I apologize that I keep bringing up the parallels of Ben K and Roman Reigns, but man, it's it's interesting. What what a talent I, you can put in. I would yeah. I would, my my score is going to be a little it's going to sound a little weird compared to how the match was but uh, we'll, we'll get to that show but uh um yeah i, I mean and, and then all of a sudden we suddenly see the return of don fuji and gamma the next show i was like oh i wonder where they were um so that was pretty that was pretty entertaining um next match was was pretty good i was on the low end compared to a, a lot of people are calling this one of the best tag matches of the year i went three and a half I really liked it, but I don't know if I undervalued it. 
But uh, Yamato uh, pins Big R Shimizu as Yamato and BB Hulk defeat Ata and Big R for the Twin Gate titles. Um, shocking. Was am I, I was on the low end? What do you mean? Well, going three and a half. A lot of people went like four and a half, four and three quarters on this match, and I went three and a half. Oof. I mean, I I love Yamato and BB winning winning the straps here. I thought that was a, a total shocker. Um, mm-hmm. I I love Yoshido and I mean, oh sorry, we're talking the tag match now. Um, I I Big R Shimizu and Ata for me for this match. It wasn't like the other ones that we, we've seen here, um, but I think BB Hulk looked really good in this match. I'd say yeah, it's justifiable with your three and a half, maybe three and three quarters. Um, again, you know, I thought this was a, a pretty okay match, but I've seen a lot better. I expected more. I expected RED to continue their dominance that they were having by winning, you know, the open the triangle gate, by retaining, you know, the open the brave gate. You know, so I thought this was their undisputed era, you know, aspect. So mm-hmm. it kind of deflated for me. I don't know if that's what it did for you, um, but I thought all the participants were great. Yamato, you know, utilizing the best tag team wrestler in all of Japan moniker for a reason. And, you know, I love him and BB Hawk again, learning more of that past of this teamwork. You know, how they've been doing this for, you know, maybe majority of the 20 years that Dragon Gate's been in existence here. But um, I thought this was an okay match for, for what it was. Um, but of course, Let's be real, be real, Ryan. It was all meant for something. It was planting oh. the seeds for something else. Um, Naruki Doi via muscular bomb defeats Ben K, wins the title. I went the full five on this match. <laughs> this was incredible. And not only was like they blew everything win, up, they blew it but, up. And, and I didn't think Doi was going to win. But not only did Doi win, but, like, Ben K started getting on a roll like he normally does. And mm-hmm. Doi hit, caught him when he went for the spear with the Bakhtari slide kick in the head. And then just started working combinations of everything in his arsenal over and over mm-hmm. until he finally got him for the muscular bomb. Gets the three count. Doi's first title reign was considered a failure. I mean, his match with Cyber Kong in 2010 sucked. Um, he had what? a really bad match with Don't mention Hulk. Cyber Kong and Sorry. stuck in the same sentence. Sorry, I, I knew that was, I knew I was going to ask if, if, if you said if I said that to you, and I apologize. Ooh. So I tried to sneak it in there. But I mean, his BB Hulk match wasn't good. Like a lot of his title defense wasn't good, and people yeah. remember how bad it was. And now he enters the decade as champion, and he leaves the decade as champion. And this was it. Just was so good for the fact I didn't expect it which is so mm-hmm. hard in this day and age of wrestling. But Larry Dallas and Lenny Leonard, who I think might be the best commentary team, and I only heard them twice this year in Dragon Gate, are just yep. incredible on the, with what they do. And it, it feels – they're like Monsoon and Heenan with how well they work together. <laughs> yeah. But um, I spoke to somebody who talked to them, um, and they said that they were not told the to finish ahead of time. So when Larry Dallas called that finish – that was legit, like, oh, wow. my God, moment. Like, they didn't know yeah. he was winning the deal. That's why there was that pause is because they stopped and looked at each other like, oh, my God. Like, that was legit emotion, which made it so much better. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be one of the most memorable calls I think I'll ever remember in the last mm-hmm. 10 years for wrestling. 
which which well, you mean the element of surprise, Ryan, and professional wrestling it's triggered an emotional cool. moment. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, not being a robot is a good thing. It was just in in seeing the joy in in Naruki Doi's face too. Yeah, when he when he was given the ball, seeing and, the silver out of his hair, and like you said, the the uh, shock of like, whoa, you're giving me the ball again, <laughs> you know, like. Wow, I just beat Ben K, but they made the muscular bomb so important. You know, mm-hmm. him trying to hit it a few times before. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't falsy after falsy, which I appreciated with this matchup here. Um, you know, I, I thought it was crazy, too. You have the Toramon, the Ultimate Dragon you know, aspect of Dragon Gate that took over the summer, you know, in, into the end of the year here. You have BB Hulk coming back. You know, be, being, you know, coming off of, what, almost a year with mm-hmm. that neck issue? Um, and then, you know, he's reclaiming, you know, championship gold. You have three Dragon Gate legends closing out the show, beating out the newest stable that at least I can't stop talking or thinking about yeah. in R.E.D. And they just halt it by that and having that feel good of Naruki Joy in the open the Dreamgate Championship. This was a hell of a match. I don't know about five stars. I was a little like adamant, but this was a damn good, enjoyable match. I would definitely go four and three quarters. And honestly, I when I think about it, I can't think of a flaw. It told a really good story, and it had some some interesting, quote unquote, big spots, if you will. But meaning the Ben K bombs that Dory was kicking out of for sure, or kicking out of the spear. You know, in that in those instances there, but this was just an overall good wrestling match of veteran versus Rook. Okay, Rook, take the ball. And I thought Ben K did a hell of a job. Again, I know I joke with the Roman Reigns comparisons, but at least Ben K makes a twenty plus minute match damn enjoyable. Oh man. And I think that was what did enough to put me to the five was once again the the call from the announced team. The mm-hmm. fact that this was like when Naruki Doi won, this was him on a like a a forty second long offensive onslaught to know that he had no way for Ben K to kick out. Yeah, and they did it in such a way that I never in a million years thought Ben K would lose the title um, that quick. I mean, it was six months. I mean, it wasn't quick, but I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't think title defense number four or five, whichever one it was. I think it was four. Would be his, would be the loss. Um, but they did it in such a perfect way in that match that Ben K lost nothing from losing that title. No. And I, and and I applaud. And and that's that's where I went. I have to go to five. The match was perfect. They, there was nothing wrong with it. Everything was paced well. And they made mm-hmm. their the champion loses the title and doesn't lose anything. But they have now made him a star. And they did exactly what they should have done with him. Like they, you couldn't have made that title run any more perfect for the fact that you, you had six months and you made your guy, and and you made him. And, and he went through all the legends. That's yeah. the awesome aspect. He started building that little feud with Ata. Not little, obviously, because again he was kicked out of Red. So there's that grudgeness there. But then just kind of going, you know, down the line of, of Dragon Gate legends while they're also dealing with their own legend coming back in Ultimate Dragon. So I think for story purposes as a company, I mean, Dragon Gate 
uh, has, has had, you know, some of the best damn stuff of the last six, seven months of the year where DDT encaptured me for the first six or seven months. So mm. where New Japan, you know, again, you had Wrestle Kingdom, you had the Madison Square Garden show, New Japan Cup, G1 was here and there. But, you know, again, it was a little off and on where these two companies held me for a certain amount of times. Of course, you have All Japan in there with the Champions Carnival, but let's be real, that's about it. You know, maybe there was one other mm-hmm. show there that I could think about that was, you know, definitely a rewatchable, maybe a rewatchable. Well, they but never had a show, game. but they had matches. That was the thing that hurt Al Japan. I'm glad you said that. That was, like, they never had that super show, but if you, like, look at the quality of their main events, it's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. they have, like, the best main events of any company. And but tag matches. So right. Yeah, exactly, but you're so right. They never had a show that'll stand out, but if you took, like, their 10 best matches, you could argue that their 10 beats everybody else's. Like, that's such a good point. I'm yeah. glad you said that. So, I mean, Dragon Gate hooked me with this win. Hooked me with R.E.D. losing the tag team champions, you know, championships there. Um, to then saying, hey, our young guys, we're going to give these belts. We're going to see, you know, Kaito Ishida, you know, be a scumbag. We're going to see, you know, Io uh, Watanabe, uh, or sorry, Io um h dot y dot o dot um for for the aspect of it hey we're gonna give you you know with uh you know cybercon takashi yushida you know and and the greenest of all green giants diamante here and just have you be the voice have you be the character gets this team over i don't know what's gonna happen with strong machine j um again ben k tried all that he did a couple days later um, for Dragon Gate, but uh, I mean, the future looks good. Ben Cave, though, where where is he going to go? Is he going to join an alliance, Ryan? I mean, as I showed you that picture, he kind of did look lost in the shuffle. You know, when when all of Dragon Gate was in the ring there, you know, towards the end on uh, December 18th. So, I mean, it'll be interesting where they go. I think uh, I I would rather be suited to watch a Ben Cave match. Um, or a series of matches in 2020, Ryan, than I would a Roman Reigns match or program. I think Ben K is on the Dragon Gate side from how that final picture looked where they were all posing in the ring. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's looking good. Yes, you know, and like I said, it, my con, it, it's going to sound weird. I went three and a quarter on the match you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It went to a tie on the draw, and I, I went three and a quarter because I went above average because. Strong Machine J, who's been nothing but a six-man tag worker, finally, you know, gets a shot by himself. And there was sloppiness, and you could tell that, you know, fatigue was a little bit of a factor because he's used to being in six-mans. But I I give him credit because he worked hard in that match. And that's why I boosted the score a little bit. The the match wasn't – like, it's nothing to to go home and, you know, tell somebody to watch. It it was what it was. But – I, and I like, felt, it was like third on the card again. I was just like, what are they doing to NK here? You know, it, it was like, I, I felt good with strong machine J in the long run. Like, okay, he's definitely not there, but he didn't fold it in. Like he actually, he at least went out there and went for it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I gave him credit. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ben K third on the card here, but this was the Doidart special. 
Um, Ata pins Yamato off a super kick at the end here. Um, real quick, is uh, before we wrap up here, I have to I have to skedaddle. I've I've just realized I have company upstairs now. Uh, Christmas time doesn't end apparently when Christmas ends, but um, oh yeah, big, maybe you'll <laughs> get big, your liker now. I'm gonna go up there and fuck throw a Ben K Spears. What's gonna happen? Um, <laughs> but um, the big thing of this, the Red Demons unveiled, and it's Ben K. Who's who? Basically, you know, Yamato's has BB no Hulk. idea what's going on, and B, oh yeah, not Ben K. We we're talking about Ben BB <laughs> Hulk. I, I He's back with Red. So Tagator and Hio Watanabe. I thought X was going to be UT, and UT was going to join. Um, mm. Ben K comes out as X. He gets put in the main event anyway, so he works twice because yep. he's that big of a tank. Um, but um, um, BB Hulk turns. You know, he blames Yamato and says everyone comes in and praises Ultimo Dragon. And then they're trying to talk about Toramon this and Dragon Gate this. You know, you, you let a guy like Kai join our stable after he broke my neck. Screw mm-hmm. you guys. And we say screw everybody. We're not picking a side. Dragon Gate on one end, Toramon at one end. We're making yeah. a third end and we're raging war on both of you assholes. And it's red Dragon Gate and Toromon right now. And this is the closest thing that we've had since I think 2010, where Shima's group Blood Warriors formed this super faction of like everybody in the, in the company. And then there was three other factions that I can never remember what three they were at the time. And I want to say it was like Mad Blanky and a couple other, but I know I'm way off with it. But the three came together, and that's that's how the company Junction Three started because it was three factions. Oh, one. gotcha. And Junction Three feuded with Blood Warriors for an entire year. And it was one of the best feuds of the decade, I think. Um, I would put it in my list if I had more research on it, but I didn't see enough of it. Um, So I can't justifiably do it, but I cannot wait that these three factions are going to go head-to-head. And they're running a show, I think, July 15th at Corican, and they officially have decided because neither of them want to give it back, so Yamato said, screw it. Um, The tag titles have been vacated, and they're doing a mini-tournament to two crown new tag champion so that's going down in a couple weeks at Corican. do you mean but january 15th yeah yeah, yeah january 15th. if they go seven months for this gift for this feud <laughs> uh, new january, japan sorry. should have listened with uh suzuki and and liger which i will say i'm very happy i was vindicated <laughs> so it's it's exciting man dragon gate is on a roll Honestly, right guys, now. do the network, Dragon Gate Network. It is fantastic. They said no to Vince and Trips and all them. No, you are not going to take us over. This is some fun stuff. They have what three factions? That including Toramon, what Maximum, Red, uh, oh, Funky, Maximum, Natural Vibes, Natural Vibes, Maximum, Tribe Vanguard, all kind Vanguard. of Do- Dojo. Those four all kind of split in between Toramon and Dragon Gate now. Yeah. Yeah, and, so and I mean, fight. so there's only three, and everybody. The true brand everybody. warfare is mm-hmm. happening in Japan. And then we got guys like, um, like Shin Skywalker, Dragon Daya, where they don't have a faction now. They're so just called the Masked these, Beams. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all these like outside. Like, dude, there's so much that's gonna happen coming up here. And I want. I, I was gonna say this too. Speaking of the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the new people getting these rubs like this, um. Kaido Ishida, small package, beats, New J- uh, or all Japan. beats Masato Yoshino and looks at Naruki Doi and shows his belt and says, mine's better. Yep. 
Um, Diamante <laughs> colors Lamaha Straw and pins Ultimo on his way out um, mm-hmm. to go back to Mexico and Ultimo's first loss. Um, we see Susumu Yokosuka, uh, Reptilia Rana by Dragon Daya, um, as Kid and Daya finally going back together. Um, Daya gets another victory. Like, like you said, we got we got these kids starting to get these wins, man. Yeah. We got we got turns. Jason Lee wins the uh, the opener, gets the pin with his maximum driver. So, a lot of good and coming out. Right the Reigns winning the Rumble. Uh, Hop on the um, Dragon Gate bandwagon, guys. Trust us. It's, yeah, it's definitely people. worth it, especially coming in into the new year. Um, Alex, thank you for, for jumping out with me this afternoon here. Um, we're, we're not, we're, we'll be back. I'm, I'm hoping one more time before uh, all, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, but before Kingdom. Um, we'll have Wrestle Kingdom preview um, end of next week, our awards coming out. Um, I'll have an update, a better answer on stardom. We'll talk a little Noah as well. Um, just nice. kind of talk some wrestling. So thank you all for joining us and uh, be on the lookout uh, rest, uh, underscore WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. Um, kind of keep an eye on what we're doing here too. And uh, WrestleCast game. Alex is on Facebook all the time for us. He's a G with it. Uh, appreciate it. Got a roll. Hasta mañana. I think that's tomorrow, but might not be tomorrow. Deuce.